I am just sick and tired of dying again and again. Is there no way to end the cycle? Sure. I've got exactly what you need. Come here. All I'm asking for are some souls. <laughs> now there is no losing. I have the means to control the universe itself. This time, don't just die. This time, I wear your face as a hat. Come! Why? What? It was cheap and cruel of me to increase the settings to their maximum, but now that you only move at five frames per second, there's really no way to lose. Now a podcast so grand. Whoa! So magnificent and so vast, it spans from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Phil. How do you choose the best equipment? And Mike. The one that looks the best, dude! Phil, Mike, this is really quite simple. Unless you get an A-plus on your final oral report in video game history tomorrow, I have no choice but to flunk the both of you. Two epic airheads. Mike, we are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. One time-traveling telephone booth. Uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm here to help you with your history report. Who knew the history of video games could be such an excellent adventure? Yo, dude, I have experience bar. How do I get experienced? It's like when you learn stuff for a long time, you know? Oh, oh, look, Mike, a cave. Let's check it out. Hey, who is this old dude? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Hey, excuse me, old dude. Do you know if there's any bogus bosses of historic significance here? How's it going, ugly pixelated dudes? These are your hosts, Philip Willis. Those are some hot magic slinging babes. And Mike Meeky. It's a gaming report, not a babe report. And all kinds of gamers from RPG Backtrack. You guys are really us. What game are we thinking of? Shining Force, dude! Dudes! This is Phil and Mike's Excellent RPG Backtrack. And welcome to RPG Backtrack. This is number 151, Darkness of the Soul. And I am your dark host, Phil Willis. And this is the one, the only demonic overlord, Mr. Mike Minky. I think you're overselling me just a little bit. No, nah, dude, I... dude, did you hear you on that skit, man? If that isn't a <laughs> demonic overlord, I don't know what the hell it is. That was classic. I chalk it up to something in my sinuses today. How's that? I talk. I I I chalk it up to your demon blood. Okay, so well, uh, thank you. Yes, everyone, bow down before me. Give me your eternal soul and whatever worldly goods you possess. Your master, take I, it, please. Just take it. And I will get right around sometime to um, ushering in whatever benefits there are to pledging your eternal life force to me. I'm, I'm sure there must be some. Well, uh, let's see. Tonight, I'm selling my soul uh, to a certain demon, but 
We'll talk about that after we introduce our gaggle of guests who are here to talk about Dark Souls because I have not played it. I'm too busy playing other things. First is, oh, let's just pick Mr. Michael Apps. You know, you scheduled this on what ended up being uh, the release of a giant Destiny patch, so you've left me very conflicted. Hmm, that doesn't since sound this, like Hearthstone. Since this is also about one of my favorite games of all time. How many favorite games do you have? Like, anytime I tweet something, boys and girls, <laughs> it can be about Hearthstone, it can be about Disgaea, apparently it can be about Destiny. It doesn't matter. Apps jumps in. That's why There's a reason why it's handles Ask Apps, because this guy, people come to me for advice. Where do I go for advice? I go to Michael Apps. <laughs> Dang, nab. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got Mr. Uh, Nathan Schloman. Okay, just once again, it's getting a little tired, but Slothin. Nathan. Slothin. 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 He's trying, Nathan. He's actually going I, through yes, different variants. In his own way, he is trying. I, I will give him some applause for that. But. Wait a minute. Am I being talked about in the third? Anyway, that's okay. Uh,. And and we have a new person on the podcast. Let me take a look here. Hold on. I got a note here somewhere. It is Mr. What the heck is that? Wow. It's Zack Spider-Man. There we go. Zack Cotton Webster. Zack Webster uh, Dictionary. Yes, yes, Boy, you yes. could just have all kinds of fun with this. Yeah, no, no. Your no, name is a treasure trove. <laughs> Wow, we have got to get you back on the yeah. show over and over again. You know, no, Nathan's Web- kind of getting tired of it, but you, you're fresh meat. No, it's no, it's it's fine. Webslinger was the uh, common one in high school, so I was going to get there, but that was a little too obvious. That was like low hanging fruit. So, uh, uh, Mr. Zach, for the benefit of our audience, why don't you tell us what your handle is on RP Gamer and what you do as a part of the staff? Uh, I am technically uh, one of the uh, new staff and uh, preview editor, uh, though my previews have been light lately, uh, and my news is... Well, I, I do news, but I haven't so much in the last week because of Memorial Day and stuff like that. But that's pretty much it. I also reviewed Bloodborne for the site. Ooh, Bloodborne. What did you give it? Uh, four and a half. Ooh, four and a half. You know, I, I, I think one of my first games, if not... was I think it was the first game. Order of Ecclesia, I believe I gave a four and a half. Um, Order of Ecclesia, three and a half. What? Did I really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Did. Yeah, there was... It was Witcher. Witcher I, I gave. Remember, I Witcher I gave. finding those hidden people being... It was those hidden people pissed me off. Damn it, that was a full point right there. I you know, I can't stand when people hide stuff in my RPGs and make it required. I'm sitting there beating... Anyways, all right, all right, we're not here to talk about Castlevania. All right, we're here to talk about the Web Slinger. Okay, so give us a brief overview of your gaming history. Tell us about Zach. All right, well, I started playing video games uh, probably a little after I could read, and uh, mostly just Mario and stuff like that. I didn't play an RPG until uh, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, and then I didn't play an RPG for a few more years until Final Fantasy X, and at that point I kind of latched onto the genre and uh, expanded that a ton, and once I got to play like a working PC by like 2007-ish, I started going through the backlog of those old PC titles, and uh, I'll play pretty much anything but i like i'm i'm all over the board uh rpg wise uh gaming wise too actually pretty much anything that isn't a sports or racing title i'll play so no mario kart oh uh, no i own mario kart okay but mario Sir? kart's an exception yes yeah that always seems to be the exception yeah. <laughs> you, you said mario, uh mario sp- kart is not your standard racing game you said no, sports true. game and i turned you off um, okay are you um, yeah <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I like, you like what? I like Mario sports titles. <laughs> Mario sports. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite type of RPG? Uh, if I had to pin one down, uh, I'm in it mostly for the narrative, so the older, uh, more story-based ones. Uh, Planescape Torment tops my favorite RPG list, but Demon Souls and Dark Souls, that whole line of games is definitely up there as well. Wait, so. wait, are you implying that Demon and Dark Souls has a narrative? Uh, no. Oh, uh, okay. No, huh? no, 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 I didn't mean to imply that. Starting to I question just... your pedigree here. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 just, uh, they are up there as well, which is why I asked to be on this one in particular. <laughs> you seem like a very conflicted individual. There's a, just, there's a lot, there's a, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts involved with, uh, opinions, so, you know. No, I, I'm at the firm belief that there is a right and wrong opinion. You agree with me, it's <laughs> okay. correct. Fair, fair enough. And, uh, okay, uh, tonight's show is being brought to you by Black O'Lantern Pumpkin Stout, brewed with pumpkin and spices. This is from Wasset, our good friends at Wasatch Brewery. And, uh, boy, they make some good stuff. And the uh, alcohol rating is so high they couldn't even put it on the bottle. Uh, so, oh, no, here it is, 6.5. Huh, that's nice. Uh, anywho, and it's got this really, speaking of demonic, I was telling you about this new demon I'm serving. They got this really demonic picture of a pumpkin on the front. So uh, I don't know if you can Google that up or not, but, uh, yeah, he's pretty scary. So that's what I'm going to be drinking tonight while you guys talk about uh, Dark Souls. I figure the more I drink of this while you're talking – the better I might actually like this game. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be mostly silent once I intro it. So hold on one second. We're going to take a little break so I can grab another one, fresh and cold, from the fridge. And uh, we'll be right back. Turn and tonight we, you guys, are going to talk about a uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls is an action RPG developed by From Software, published by Namco Bandai Games. This was released in North America on the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, October Fourth, Twenty Eleven. Later on, ported to Microsoft Windows on August Twenty Fourth, Twenty Twelve. This is an action role-playing, single-player, multiplayer, deadly experience. By the way, I'm not going to be saying a whole lot. I'm just going to be sitting here listening the entire time. But anytime you guys say any word, any derivative of the word death, such as death, dying, anything along those lines, Phil take... Cadaver. Yeah, sure. It's all good. <laughs> Phil takes another swig. Um, all death, right. death, death. Salute your liver. Yeah. All righty. Yes. Death, death, All right, death, death. so um, Phil, you you are trying to kill yourself tonight, apparently. <laughs> I think that's what the demon on the front of the bottle, the pumpkin, the evil pumpkin. That's his evil <laughs> intentions. So, which will kill you first, Dark Souls or Black O' Lantern? You decide. All right, take it away, Mike. 
You want me to talk about the story? <laughs> well, yes, the very deep story. Come on, man, this uh, thing's got a narrative. You, you wake up in uh, a prison and you you eventually get out and you start exploring the place and there are lots of interesting notes and I am not the one to talk about the story because I didn't get that far yet. Yeah, there's like an eight paragraph entry in Wikipedia about the story. It is deep. Uh, I, I can tell you that lots of people are very funny with their notes. I love it when somebody puts, try jumping, and you jump, and what do you do? You die! There you go, Phil. All right. <laughs> no, the first, the first that, line... That was so nice to put that note there just for me to look at and actually try what you said, thinking that you were telling me the truth. <laughs> you got me. Well, that's when you, you, that's, when you, that's when you leave a note calling that person a liar. Nice. <laughs> That'll, that, that solves it. Dark Souls has a minimalistic plot and is mostly left up to the player to put the pieces of the story together, is the first line in Wikipedia. Is that true, Mr. Nathan? Well, yes and no. It opens up with a nice big setting narration of basically talking about how the, the giant creation myth of this world, but then it dumps you in the prison. Uh, basically, the story is simple. Everyone is a zombie. Like, you're a zombie, everyone you meet's a zombie, everyone you fight's a zombie. You're all basically in this great mythical land trying to figured out what you're supposed to do now that you're cursed to be forever a zombie. And so things happen after that. You're supposed to ring these bells and yeah, it, you fight demons even though there aren't really demons that aren't really explained in the plot like they were in back in Demon's Souls. I, okay, I'm going to say my own thing here that this game is pretty clearly originally going to be Demon's Souls 2 in the way it's set up and set forth, and they changed the plot around pretty late in development, it looks like. So, you know, they, even though souls aren't really explained very well what they're supposed to do for this setting as compared to Demon's Souls, they're still the currency, and you fight demons <laughs> even though they don't drop Demon's Souls anymore. And <laughs> it's just a th random thing. Well, so, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say all the bosses are demons for that matter as well. Yeah, I mean, well, you I always think that most of them aren't stuff. actually. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, aren't. a bunch of them aren't. I always think that because the first two bosses are there's a silent yeah. demon and the Taurus demon, and there's a goddamn copra demon a bit later in. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the but, most of them are just uh, dudes uh, left over yeah. from wherever. Mm -hmm. But essentially, what you are is the chosen undead, and you are supposed to rekindle the flame, quote unquote. Although you have a second option. Uh, to not do that. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, the flame, which is this thing that's keeping the world, you know, going, basically is dying. So basically, the world's slowly dying of, you know, heat death and leaving behind nothing but zombies. And you have to stop that somehow. <laughs> the story is very weird. Like, the, uh, what's implied, I guess, if you choose the dark end ending, is you, you're like bringing, bringing about the age of humanity. Um, which makes it very unclear what exactly you're bringing about if you rekindle <laughs> the flame. <laughs> well, I think well the whole the whole thing with rekindling the flame. I think it's uh, it's a more like a cyclical nature. Like you're doomed to repeat the uh, mistakes that uh, the the final boss of the game and kind of the main antagonist, if you can call him that, uh, Gwyn did, and it'll eventually drive you insane as well. I sure. suppose. But there, but there are other aspects of it that I'm like glossing over that probably explain it better too. Yeah, the story, it, the game does not go out of its way to explain the story. It's more, um, it's there if you want to dig. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, it's like I don't know if I necessarily want to call it window dressing, but it's um, set dressing it's, works. Yeah, yeah. But it, the real it, thing it, is, 
it, I was going to say, it colors the gameplay and gives you a reason to keep going forward other than just finishing right. the game. No, it, it, it provides context, which is yeah. pretty much all yeah. you need from it. Yeah, just the real star of this game is just kind of the cool world design of just the kind oh, of yeah. side areas you're walking through and the it's kind the, of crazy The, the art design is incredible, the Art design's incredible. The level design is incredible. The uh, the way the world all interconnects. It's the closest thing to a 3D Castlevania title we've ever gotten. Yeah, this uh, is yeah. basically the 3D yeah. Metroidvania. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like, oh, and the I combat's like fantastic. So yeah. That was my thought while first playing it. That this feels kind of like a 3D Castlevania. It, it pretty is. much is. It, it is. totally is. Uh, That's yeah. what it is. In the best minus, way possible. Yeah. Minus yeah, any in the sort best of possible way. Yeah, let, let's put all actual 3D Castlevanias out of our minds because none of them are that great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play, I play be, this instead. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, it's kind of a hard thing to translate into 3D. Like, I think if they had gone for something, if they had just ditched platforming altogether, they may have just ended up on something like this. But, uh, but yeah, I don't want to go derail us too much. Into that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can also test to, yes, based on what I've played so far, the world is very interesting, and each piece of it is very well designed, and I learned the hard way that if you try to fight something too early, then it will most likely kick your butt, like those skeletons in the graveyard. They're, they're really easy to meet, and I was hitting yeah. them just fine, it's... only then I found out that, oh, it takes a good ten seconds or so for my spell to take effect, and they will usually just charge in there and hack me to bits before <laughs> I can use it. That's very Yeah, nice. those skeletons, like, very first thing you do, it's like, oh, hey, this is graveyard right behind the very first place you go in the game. <laughs> they kill you. That was, I think that was kind of like, it kind of with the Asylum Demon, like, the first time you uh, come up against the Asylum Demon, you don't have any equipment whatsoever except, like, a broken sword hilt. Uh, so that, combined with kind of the, the skeletons being right near the starting area, is it's it's setting the tone for the game like you can't just go out and do whatever you want you have to you have to learn to play on the game's terms yeah you have to figure so, what you, there's many paths open to you and not all of them are good ones at first sometimes yeah. uh, like you know sometimes it's just you know level up before you go this way right. yeah and or maybe find new equipment that might help you out a lot yeah. Equi- yeah, equipment you know. even more so yeah being more important yeah. than leveling up in this game yeah well, I, I tried with, to I tried going down, down the the well shaft, and I found some more of those, <laughs> those, those wraiths or whatever they are. They go down super easy. But then you find the the poltergeist things that are floating over the water, and they just shredded me. But yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, you can get some cool stuff if you go down that way early. Just, like, pick up a nice S-stock, talk to the guy who teaches you magic early in the game. But if you go too <laughs> far... But you have to get past dead. them. You have to get past those banshees or whatever they are. No, just before the banshees, you can get the guy, meet the guy who teaches you magic at the beginning of the game, and grab the stock and such. But if you go a few steps past that, then it's banshees. Yes, but. <laughs> it's, it's it it is it is kind of funny that it's one of those games where uh, the uh, the items are kind of set in the same place every time. So ideally, every time you restart the game, you can go and pick up like is it the Zweihander? Yeah, yeah. Zweihander right near the be- you can and you can pick it up right near the beginning too. It's like or a little past the beginning, I think. You, don't you have to go through the Berg first? I think you have to go into uh, the graveyard to get the Zweihander. Yeah, I think it's you'll just probably in, die to skeletons if it, you go too early. But well, yeah, and just and the skeletons aren't any fun. But you can outrun them. <laughs> run past them, get around the Zweihander, then die to them. You can keep your items whenever you die. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah, that. Yeah. What's What's nice about the game, I think, is that it doesn't really punish you for dying too much. You know, obviously, you drop yeah, you your drop currency. And you well, you lose your humanity, which is a little annoying sometimes. Yeah, but, but 
in, in general, you don't feel punished for going off and exploring dangerous places or trying things you know yeah, might it's, end uh, in your death. I mean, it's, you know, a little less punishing than Demon's Souls, and Demon's Souls is pretty uh, forgiving in this regard. So, yeah. yeah, I think um, they tweaked it enough to make death feel uh, much less annoying. Like, not just um, not, like, losing a portion of your max HP and <laughs> some stats and things like that, but, in, but uh, introducing... Uh, the Estus flask, so a, a replenishable healing item. So you don't ha- you don't have to worry about wasting a bunch of healing items. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say now the Estus flask is like well, my. There are many things this game changes from Demon Souls. And the Estus flask is far and away my favorite. Oh yes, yes. Me too. Uh, the the Estus flask is one of like the best designed checkpoint systems kind of ever. Like it really it just, is. It's like it, it. It just yeah. The the way like it's like you make it to a checkpoint, you you get back to full strength, and now you have to make it to the next checkpoint from full strength. But like every time you die, like, like just just the way it works, just the flow of it. Like you don't have to go farming for healing items. You don't have to go farming for this. You don't have to go farming for that. It's just can you make it to the next checkpoint on like with like essentially uh like as the best you can be. And then you slowly yes, degrade you know, over time, and, and then you get back to a bonfire and you get better again. Okay, just to explain it to people who are re- listening to this without having played Dark Souls, basically early in the game you get an item called the Estus Flask. Basically, it's your entire main source of healing in the game. It has a certain number of uses, and when you use it up, it's you can't heal anymore. But each use heals you pretty good. However, whenever you touch a place called a bonfire, you can basically it full heals you and it re- fully replenishes your Estus Flask. Basically, based on how much the bonfire is built up. If it's a weak bonfire, you only get like five uses of it back. If it's stronger, you can get ten uses of Estus Flask. And so, basically, this is your way of it. You know, it's a really efficient way to just you have all your healing. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to mess all the different items or manage your inventory. It's really efficient. It just it works so well. well yeah, when, and you, it, when you when you use the bonfire, everything that you killed does come back to life. Yep, everything yes. respawns. Someone do heal, yes. and that uh, works so wonderfully. Well, okay, mm-hmm. there are some things that die permanently, and I'm really grateful because mostly these things are really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Black Knights. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's, nice, what's nice is the Estus Flax itself is upgradable, so the amount of healing you get uh, will basically get better later on in the game when you have a higher HP total. Um, though it, it eventually has a maximum, which uh, uh, gets annoying if you play some new game pluses. Uh, yeah, but that's a that's a whole different topic. Yeah. Well, new game pluses are technically supposed to get harder and harder as they go on. Sure, yeah. But uh, no, I mean it's just it's the Estus Flask is just a great like it's just a great resource. It's a great like uh limiter, like a well designed limiter on what you're like capable of doing and like what you can do with the life you're given. And it just I I think it just keeps the game flow going really well. It's just yeah, it's another no... thing you have to keep track of, and that's that's yeah, all it's... it is. It seems like such a challenge. It seems like such a simple change too, but it, it really does uh, change a lot for the better. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, so maybe we can just talk about some of the basic gameplay elements, uh, or okay. you know, just how what's changed since Demon Souls. Maybe that'd be a good um, place to start. Okay. Since we um, kind of already started talking about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the first thing to mention is probably one of the biggest changes made is the fact that Demon Souls is basically you have the Nexus and you warp to every layer with Archstones to get to the different levels. This game doesn't have that. It's, you know, Metroidvania 3D. Everything's interconnected. And honestly, 
Okay, I'm probably going to be the controversial opinion here and say I kind of like the Demon Soul set up a little bit better. It made it much easier to get around and get to where you want to go and go straight into the action. This game's got more backtracking because of that. I mean, it's got more exploration and interesting places to look. And interesting well, there aren't very many bonfires. I did notice that. <laughs> It's it's yeah it's like it's it it is like a back and forth. I I do appreciate Demon Souls kind of uh, the the set level style in each place felt distinct from one another. So like you know this is the castle level, this is the creepy prison level, this is the mining level. Uh, but I, I think there's I I definitely think I do prefer the Dark Souls version where it's it's it feels so much more uh, unique in that it all is connected together, and there are even parts of the game where you can look off into the distance and you can see other parts, like other explorable parts, like places that you can go to from where you're standing, and just the way that the whole map ends up coming together, like the whole game world ends up coming together is just, like, that's that's really hard to put pull pull off, and they, they don't manage to do that in Dark Souls 2, so I think it goes to, like, a huge stretch to just say how good that was in Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, and they managed to fit in a lot of different shortcuts and things like that, and even some optional areas you can explore, too. Yeah. Uh, but the one t- touch I do like is that as you get further in the game, uh, what I would say is kind of the halfway point, maybe a little farther, you do get the ability to teleport, uh, which is super convenient. Because yes. at, that, at that point, you have to backtrack to a lot of areas. So at, yeah, it's, then it's, it's, it's definitely necessary. Yeah, lot, lots of moving around at that point in the game. So. Yeah. Earlier on, um, backtracking is... You can really mitigate it a lot because there's a lot of little shortcuts you can take to uh, get back to the starting area. Um, so it, it's yeah, I, I think that's something you can't really avoid when you're designing this type of world. But I think yeah, they they minimize the annoyance as much as you possibly can. Yeah, I, I think the biggest problem with stuff like that comes from having boss fights being at like the end of a line. Like if you think of the hub. And then just yeah. split, branching off paths with like a spider web connecting a lot of the paths, but eventually those those paths have to end somewhere. But we can't have like the path loop around back somewhere else because it doesn't it's it's too far away. Like it's just impossible. So you just you end up having bonfires that do nothing but teleport you back to the hub world. And this is just a thing with the series in general is you can't really you have to kind of reconcile the fact that the final bosses are at the bottom of dungeons. You just can't like you don't want to walk back out, so they have to teleport you out. That's just right. the way it is. Okay, I guess next up, let's talk about character creation since it's really the start of the game. Sure. Um, well, again, you can choose different <laughs> classes and you can uh, customize your appearance with seriously one of the worst character customization systems oh, of any awful. game I've ever played. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Well, I, my my character definitely was not a looker. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one's character is a look. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate they actually give you more presets to work with, just to more like so you don't have to deal with it compared to the right, souls. Yeah, no. But it, it, the important actually... thing, yeah, the important thing is it doesn't really matter because you're going to be covered in armor through for yes. most of the game anyways. So yeah, and, well, okay, also you're going to look like a decaying zombie for half the game anyways too. So <laughs> right, yeah, it doesn't really matter that way either. Yeah, as as decaying zombies go, you look okay. Or at least you can you can look okay, <laughs> and yeah, I, d- I did like the the difference based on whatever you have equipped because it does make a serious difference whether you're wearing just a hood or a helmet or armor or some kind of leather thing. Right. Even now, a lot of games can't be bothered to do that. No, no, the no, you move the same speed no matter what you're wearing in most games. Uh, 
But uh, I think I think the best part about character creation for uh, the whole Soul series, but Dark Souls as well, is uh, the beginning classes are just starting packages essentially. Uh, and as you play, you can kind of just build your character to adapt to your style, like on the fly. I, I played the first time I played through Dark Souls. I played as a magic character, got bored of it halfway through, and switched over to a Dex character. And I really didn't like. I probably didn't build like an optimal character for sure, but I made it through the game just fine. And I think, I, and, and I liked that about it. Like I could adapt what I had already done and continue to like, and change things as they went along to suit my playstyle as the game went on. I wasn't yeah, stuck also, as a mage. Kind of to help that along, a lot of the classes have kind of little, you know, back door into alternate builds, like mm-hmm. thieves or actual strikers, but they've got enough ints to, you know, be a good mage pretty fast. Right. It, it, always... The system lets you dabble quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. When I played through originally, I started out as the, uh, the pyromancer. Uh, <laughs> seemed really cool. But eventually, I just, like, I found... Uh, Havel's sheet, Havel's all of Havel's, Havel's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, I'm going full strength builds. So I want this guy. I want to be this guy. I think <laughs> after like three new game pluses or so, and my strength is like 80 or something. <laughs> it just it's just funny how I completely reverse the build to right. totally strength. <laughs> Let's see, so. strength of 80. How many souls does that take to get? A too lot. Many. Yeah, yeah. Remember, too many. Yeah, Long past was... the point of diminishing returns. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is after several new game pluses. <laughs> yeah, I sense you've played a lot of this game. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> fair amount. <laughs> okay, I mean, one kind of thing this game adds for character creation that wasn't in the original is you know that little item you get to bring in. Those are always kind of fun. It's office specific and random, and in one case, I think utterly useless. Uh, it's it like, is. Utter- I'm been... pretty sure it's utterly useless. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the I believe the director confirmed that it was utterly <laughs> useless after I, much speculation. Yes. Uh, and I think <laughs> yeah, that's well, no, and that's that's just one of those kind of things that shows that this was made by like a Japanese developer as opposed to a Western developer. Uh, like that, they would just include that for the sake of including it. I mean, then, I don't, I'm never really fond of the whole Japanese versus Western such episodes, but uh, well, it's certainly well, uh, you know very well, unique to this. It's a quirky, nice quirky Eric to have. Yeah, it, it 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 has a, it has a little quirkier feel, I guess. That maybe that's a more appropriate uh, term for that. Well, the Souls games are certainly not what you would show anybody who wants to see a typical JRPG. No, not yeah, at all. I mean, yeah. they definitely fall within the you know the only definition of JRPG which really works, which is RPG made in Japan. From Japan, <laughs> yeah. But it it's certainly you know it's very much a cool distinct thing that you know like you could say it's a 3D Metroidvania kind of game. It's you know clearly descendant of the much older from software games, but it's such Kings, a something. Kingsfield, Shadow Tower, yeah, things like that. Yeah. No, a bit, but definitely a bit more modernized, and the uh, combat made to be not sluggish uh, and yeah, awful. So, <laughs> this com- the combat's good now. It's good, guys. It's, uh... someday we may try to have a backtrack on Kingsfield. I expect that to be very interesting indeed. Uh, <laughs> I've gone through. I I tried. I tried my hand at Kingsfield. Uh, I prefer uh, Dark Souls. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, I don't think I can go back to Kingsfield. <laughs> Oh come what? on! What are you it's... talking? There was at least there was a you know what this is. Here's the problem, guys. You don't have enough imagination. Okay, there was at least ten polygons in those characters. Your imagination filled in the rest. It was like open world gaming at its best. I mean, even the graphics you had to make that up as you went along. 
And not stuttering three <laughs> frames a second I got out of that game. I mean, that was like, they give you plenty of time to react to the bosses. And well, I never made it Anyways, it gave you time to react to something. Hell, sometimes it gave me time to think about my whole character build and inventory and everything else just in between two frames. It's great. I think the short version we're hearing here is that Kingsfield was an antecedent and not the preferred version of experiencing the Souls games. <laughs> yes. Definitely a, 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 a interesting historical footnote more so than a uh, direct like uh, descendant, so to speak. So, what else? Where, where did we leave off? Uh, um, we're just we were kind of rambling. Character. We've gone totally out of order, I think. I think but, we're yeah. doing character builds. Yeah, character builds. Yeah. I well, I, I believe I am difference. a pyromancer, and I found that it was usually faster to just whip out my little short axe in one hand and whack things returns or slices. Because well, yeah, you kind of have stupid. you need to get some better spells. Yeah. The, what you're like, saying that that starting fire spell, which takes the good ten seconds to wind up and toss out while the enemy well, might that, be you're, moving. You're uh, you're thro- correct me if I'm wrong. The throw speed does increase with as with dex, right? Or is that uh, yeah yeah? Or is that only spell casting? Because a fun fun thing, pyromancy and spell casting are actually different. Pyromancy it literally just looks like you conjure like a fireball in your hand and then throw it. Where spell casting actually looks like spell casting. It just raises up the staff and it's glowing. And the energy shoots yeah. forth, got mystical blue light. Yeah, the thing is like there's three different kinds of magic in this game. There's miracles which are built off of faith. The spells are built off of your intelligence, or just magic. Or, I can't remember what it's called. But uh, py- and, and then there's yeah. and then there's pyromancy. Intelligence. Just, you know, it's just itself. The, I think the it's, item it's itself. Yeah. And how much you built up the flame item? The yeah, the, the hand, the pyromancer's hand, or flame, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Which means it's really easy to just have one of those equipped on pretty much any character, and you have an easy source of fire damage. Pretty much. Yeah. Pyromancy basically. Added in purely for the sake of giving you know pure physical builds some magic to get a cast. Yeah, unless you it's do a nice cool. hi- hybrid build. Yeah, no. and it's really it's really handy if they say something is below you and you might want to hit it right now instead of finding it later the hard way. <laughs> and you're you know too cheap to throw a fireball. Or or or, or like yeah, or, uh, I think the the number one thing I learned from Demon Souls that has carried through through pretty much the entire series is always just 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 pick up a bow and have a bow with you. And so many points of the game will be a lot easier because you have a bow. Yeah, that Demon Souls taught me that so much. It's like Demon Souls, pure, pure physical giant, giant. What was that, Nathan? <laughs> uh, just, you know, Demon Souls just went through the entire game with just, like giant shield, big halberds, fighting my way through everything in melee. But then it's like, you know what? The range weapons are so good. I just grabbed a bow and I carried me through like the second half of the game. Did that with my backup. <laughs> I, I always like to have a bow on hand whenever there's like, and there's a dragon here, and you can kill it if you have like 400 arrows. So, yeah. <laughs> so killing that dragon, man, that is so convenient. Not having to deal with it, that damn yeah. dragon, because that is one of the enemies that stays dead. Yes, yes, the, there are a few, and the dragons are some of them. And it's kind of nice, you know, to aim at the tail, shoot the tail, you get an awesome sword out of it. That's crazy stuff. A, a nice, nice mm. early game sword. Nice early game sword. It's a nice early game sword, and it gets really bad if you bad really quick. It too yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, really bad, really quick. But by then you'll hit like Klog's spider leg or something like that, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I think there's a lightning spear in Sen's fortress, and that'll just that'll like I think those two weapons are what I used my first playthrough, and I had pretty much all my bases covered. I think uh, except like Smo and Ornstein, but you know, <laughs> yeah, the lightning spear is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, 
just kind of give it to you. <laughs> that brings up kind of an interesting aspect about this game is uh, stat scaling, um, especially in the end game. Um, most weapons uh, scale damage based on certain stats, like some are strength, some are strength and dexterity. Generally, kind of what you expect. Like, obviously, a giant sword will be strength. Mm-hmm. A smaller, quicker sword will be dexterity-based. Um, but a lot of, like, the what you may think are cooler, like, dragon weapons have no stat scaling at all and get pretty bad. Yeah, unfortunately, quickly, it makes unfortunately. Them, Yeah. You know, kind of the poor fault, fate of, like, the flame weapons from Demon's Souls. They're really powerful early on, but, you know, once they're upgraded, they're not going to keep up with other weapons. Yeah, it's the, the stat scaling becomes too important, and the elemental damage and flat damage doesn't make up for it in the long run. Yeah. Which... I I don't uh, I don't know if they address that in Dark Souls Two or not, but it makes a lot of the uh, like unique weapons or like special things you would get kind of useless, which is unfortunate because you'd kind of want to uh, run around with uh, cool stuff. Pretty much in two, all of, like the unique weapons have stat scaling. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that'll, yeah. that'll, it's been not only like, they they have stat stat scaling, and you can like change them into enchanted weapons and things like that. They really... This is the one thing they kind of messed up a little in Dark Souls. They definitely fixed that in two. This is about one, and the problem is still uh, present. Though on your first playthrough, you can pretty much get through uh, just fine with any with whatever you want. It's on New Game yeah. Plus where you have to start worrying about optimization a little bit more. Yeah. I, I think I spent like one New Game Plus just like trying to find something with the max strength stat <laughs> scaling. And then... Uh, you can sort of board it, but uh, every, uh, real men two-hand it, and then just go to town. So, <laughs> shield so from, safe. They they do make you so safe. I I play the game with the shield because I'm not a yeah. real man. So that's <laughs> kind of another another change I noticed from Demon Souls is that shields are a lot better and a lot more important in this well, game. You know, no Demon Souls and the shields are the best. I don't okay, even know yeah. how I beat Flame Lurker without a shield. Hey, I noticed I that, that the shield was really good. Without the shield, then. Uh, it just it just fits really well to let somebody whack at you a couple times, hit the shield, and then strike back, rather than try to dodge, which is... <laughs> that's a lot dicier than it should be. Yeah, I don't know. Dodging's pretty good. I've managed to backstab right. my way through... Good yeah, you just gotta dodge so into the attacks, that's all. You dodge into the attacks. That's, that's all you gotta worry about. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think, I'm uh, not really a vet of 3D controls, so it, it's a lot harder for me. No, that's, un- that's understandable. Uh, don't play Bloodborne for that matter. <laughs> Uh, not a lot of not a lot of shields there, so uh, ouch. Yeah, but uh, no, it like it, it works fine. Obviously, the sword and board. I played through the game with sword and board. Uh, I, I I I have always wanted to go back after playing Bloodborne and see if I got any better at dodging, even though the combat systems are slightly different. But yeah, I haven't had the time. Someday. Someday. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> Play the game on PC finally at a good frame rate. So. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, that's why I haven't gotten much further. I got to the second boss, and what do you know? When you cr- when you go down to ten frames a second or so while fighting him, it becomes a lot harder for all the <laughs> wrong reasons. <laughs> well, yes. Taurus Demon, or...? I think Taurus a... Demon. I'm, I'm yeah. on a bridge. There are a couple of... Oh, no, that's... Um... Shooting arrows that I have to go kill first. Yeah, that's Taurus Demon. It... Okay. That one, I really kind of amused by that boss battle because I can never beat it straight. I don't think I've ever beaten it straight. I mean, there's so many little tricks the game gives it's, you. It's it's, it's like, an it's an awkward arena is the problem. 
Yeah, well, no, it's just the simple fact I can't dodge its damn hammer. You certainly can't okay. dodge it. But... <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's not going to help you. So well, I read that I read that you can take advantage of its AI to occasionally fall off the bridge and just kill itself. Is this true? I have not done that. No. What I have uh, done is that you know basically in their lead up to it, you find a tre- treasure chest full of black fire bombs and a treasure chest full of something <laughs> called gold pine resin. So it's basically like climb on top of the tower, look down at it, wait for it to walk up to the base of the tower, throw a black fire bomb at um, at it, light your sword into lightning mode with gold pine resin, drop down to do a dropping attack into its head, and then stab it a couple times, and it dies. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, they. they yeah, I, they. I, I kind of love this game for having all giving you kinds of cool tricks like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's 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 there. There are some fun roundabout ways to uh, fight bosses. Uh, cheese a lot of bosses. Just uh, make it so you don't have to fight them and just win. Uh, that that was more of a problem with Demon Souls, I guess, than it was with this one. But uh, you know the 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 gameplay I would say is it's it's very open ended and it's very accommodating in that it allows for many different play styles. So whatever, like if you're the kind of guy who likes to tank and you like to have heavy armor and sit behind the shield and just wait for your moment to strike, or if you're more proactive, you're running forward, you're dodging attacks, you're getting a lot of hits in, or if you're the magic guy or the bow guy and you want to stand back and shoot, and I think the game's very, very like good at letting you pick what you want to do while playing. Uh, some bosses are going to be harder or more difficult or easier depending on how you do play, but I mean, that's that was going to happen. Like, that's that's a problem you're going to run into when you pick a style and stick with it. Yeah. yeah course, there's also, you know, the good fallback of, like, if you're having trouble turning on yourself, get some friends. Uh, yes. Can't do that for Taurus Demon, but for bosses yeah, after we, that. We have, yeah, we, uh, I guess we have been glossing over the uh, multiplayer. <laughs> but, which is, you know, kind of a big thing for this game, since it's hard to ignore. Yeah. yeah. Let, Unless let me you ask, let me intentionally ask this before I forget. Is there a shield that works against those little skeletons that toss the the fire bombs at you? Is there a one hundred fireproof uh, shield? I don't. I, don't I know so. the, you know the last game had the purple flame shield for that, but but did that block all physical damage though? I, I uh, don't think there's one that blocks all fire oh, and all physical. Yeah, I think it's one or the other. Like you'll take partial damage from something. Yeah, because I tried to do the hold the shield up and let him toss his bomb and what do you know, I got fried. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> need to just run around when they're fi- throwing fireballs. Yeah. Uh, those, those, those you might actually just have school. to dodge or like sidestep or something. Yeah, I, I got to be a fan of rolling. Rolling is I very kinda, nice. I, yeah, that fire is dodging. I, I kind of prefer to just, you know, shoot them before they, outside the firebombing rush. But yeah, the, I, uh, I didn't have an arrow, a bow and arrow yet. Yeah, you know, this is why I start with the magic character in Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also like how rolling breaks everything you come across. You are apparently indestructible when you hit tables and urns and... Well, just how delicate everything is. is uh, <laughs> I think that was to show off. Like I remember back when uh, Demon Souls was first being shown like in prototype stages and everyone thought it looked like crap because it kind of did. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, and it was they, they were like, yeah, we have this new like physics engine, and I, I'm pretty sure all that stuff is in there just because they want to show off they're not all that impressive physics. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you know the like the corpses and the way they twitch around. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, we got that. That had me like, what the hell is going on in the very first level of Demon Souls? It's still <laughs> going on in Dark Souls. It, but they're still. They're, I think they're still using. Ugh, I I forget what engine it's called, but I think they're still using just the same engine and like. And that's kind of why all these games play and 
act really similar. I mean, it's obviously easier to do it that way. You can't fault them for that. But <laughs> yeah, you know, From Software is an awesome studio for the great games, but also they they aren't really a tri- big giant AAA studio. No, they're 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 like the There's... the budgets show through on. Uh, yeah. More so on the something like Armored Core rather than this. Like this, this was probably yeah. their biggest budgeted game up yeah. until Bloodborne. Maybe the Dark Souls series got a big budget increase compared yeah. to the usual stuff. But yeah, so. yeah. I, I'm sure Namco injected a lot of budget into oh, this. Oh yeah, yes, they definitely did. Uh, it they, is pretty. They... It is pretty funny looking at something you just killed and wondering why it won't get off your feet. Get, get off <laughs> me! <laughs> you, you, you like Gary's modded it to your foot. And now it's just going to follow you around for the rest of the game. Yeah, jeez. I thought I kicked you off the railing, but no, you're still there. You're still dogging my feet. What is this? You're undead. You're you're double undead. I killed you when you were already undead. Get off of me. Yeah, the only annoying exception to the corpses sticking to their feet are the ones with the treasure, which point they just want to fall off a cliff so you can't collect the treasure. <laughs> Always happen. Yeah, at the... Uh... <laughs> at least there are no... Uh, there are no missable... Um, uh... I don't think there are any missable um, upgrading materials in this one like Demon Souls had where I never got uh, like there were just some like upgrading materials in Demon Souls I never got and I don't think Dark Souls has that I think like you can always go grind for more if you need to I mean yeah, yeah, at least simplified so. it nicely so no, yeah. no more sharp stones or hard stones oh either. that fuck yeah that, that <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. All of it's I, all it wasn't Bladestone it was something else in Demon Souls and I just never got it and that's the only reason I never got a platinum and I'm like well screw it I'm not playing like, I'm, I'm done playing <laughs> the Dark Souls doesn't have that or less of it anyways yeah, what's there left to talk about? Well, we could start um, talking about some of the specific areas. Okay, yeah, so I guess quick shout-out. What's your favorite and least favorite bosses? Just ask people a bit more better at the game than me that question. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be weird, but favorite boss, Four Kings. Yeah, that's 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 weird. Um, my, my favorite, uh, gotta go with either the... Hmm, like, it, it, I, I, I keep wanting to go back to Smo and Orenstein, but either that or... Uh, are uh, the Great Wolf Sif probably the the two classic go to uh, memorable boss fights from the game? Great probably Wolf Sif. Ornstein, though, yeah. Great Wolf Sif is awesome after you've done the uh, uh, the uh, uh, DLC. The expansion. Yeah, the expansion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Artorias. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you, you learn a little bit more about Sif, and a uh, kind of already uh, sad boss fight gets a little sadder. Please <laughs> uh, faith. Least favorite, I'd have to go with the last boss of the DLC because I. This is probably partially my own fault because the first time I played it was in New Game Plus. Ouch. <laughs> uh, so it was ridiculously so, so hard. New Game Plus, does everything scale up with you? Yes. Okay. Well, it, oh. more so than scale up, it, it gets like a flat boost. It gets like a flat boost. So if you don't optimize well, it will be ahead of you. Yeah. There, there's no scaling up of you. Yeah, it's important to know. Yeah. They get scaled up. You stay the same. Yeah, the the, well, the is upside is they drop more souls. Yes, that's it. And you'll need them, <laughs> and you need them. Oh, yes. yes. Need By them. that point, you probably take what ten thousand souls or so to do anything. Oh God, like okay. hundreds <laughs> of thousands. Yeah, gotta understand. I haven't gotten too far, so I'm still at the point yeah, where yeah, I can yeah, pour yeah, about. I can pour three digits worth of souls in and get something for it. That's how far I've gotten. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're you're nowhere. Yeah, that's uh, you scale out of that really quick. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess that's the point where I admit I've never seen past Blight Town because you know what? I hate Blight Town. Like but... Blight Town isn't even that bad. It's the frame rate that's bad. 
Like I can <laughs> under, I can understand people not liking to walk through the um the swamp underneath. Like that's kind of a that's kind of a slog to get through, literally. Yeah. But yeah. uh, it's like too many bad flashbacks to the vial you have to file. I think that's a cool area, though. It, it's a cool area. I don't know. Like if I if I had to, uh, I, I I definitely prefer the Valley of Defilement to it. Uh, I kind of I, I I prefer Blight Town to the slogginess of it. Though I do love how uh, the uh, the muck underneath leads to probably my favorite area in the game, which is the uh, Dragonary or not Dragonary. That's Dark Souls Two. That's a uh, Shores of my favorite area in the game. Oh, the Ash Lake. Ash Lake. Ash thank Lake. you. Yes. Ash Lake, thank you. I keep getting it confused with the Dragon Area. Yeah, that that is just such a beautiful location and yeah. has the cooler of the two hydras. So it's like a pointless area, but it's really cool to take your time to to go all the way down there and just find this cool area. Well, and it's kind of and it's kind of like a calm in the middle of the storm. Like you're surrounded by like to get there, you have to go through Blight Town and this poison swamp, and you're right next to the Spider Den, which is right above the fiery demon abyss. But then, yeah. like, tucked away in the corner of it, like, below this giant tree is just this really calm, serene lake, except for, like, the killer crabs and the giant <laughs> hydra, which you can ignore. Like, that's... It's fine. It's fine. And then you meet this cool, chill dragon, and you can join his club, and that's that's fun. He'll give you a hat, turns you into a dragon. <laughs> yeah. I think the interesting thing about Blight Town is you can actually s- completely skip the area that gets slowed down and... Yeah, you can. If you grab that master key. Grab yep. that master key. Master key is kind of nice thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Makes you feel like I am sequence breaking like hell. It, well, like, <laughs> here, this is the option you take if you want to sequence break. <laughs> you can go to Quaylog really, really quickly. <laughs> well, that's All interesting. Right. I read that there's. I read somewhere. I've never actually seen this, but apparently from uh, the Undead Parish, you can actually drop down into the depths if you do a bunch of crazy things. That's, that, yeah, that sounds like a like yeah, an exploit, like through and through. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily an exploit because it's. I mean, it's technically above that area, and you can it technically is. drop down I, there. I don't, I, don't just... know, I don't think they intended for you to get to there from there. Yeah, you should totally die if you fall too far in that place because you're pretty high up, and you know. Well, there's a lot of different uh, like things and outcroppings, damage, yeah. and yeah, lots of that. So. And yeah, I I did find out the hard way that. You you can't fall that far without dying. It, <laughs> yeah, it makes but... sense. You're 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 a flesh bag after all. Flesh tends to respond very badly to high doses of gravity against hard surfaces. But it's a good thing to know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sometimes it's a little random because you can kick people off ledges, and sometimes they'll die like five feet beneath the platform you're on. Sometimes they'll fall forever, and then you'll get some souls from them, like. Wow, I forgot I killed you. <laughs> game, game having trouble keeping up with uh, what exactly is going on. Uh, did they break out of the skybox yet? I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, all right. I am looking on Steam right now at the potential achievements you can get. Oh, <laughs> I see a lot of achievements for weapon reinforcement. There's a weapon through standard reinforcement, through crystal reinforcement, yeah, lightning, raw, much, magic. For, in- yeah, for each different kind of stone, uh, you have to fully complete that upgrade path to get the achievements, uh, which does, which is when the grinding comes into play. So, and there's yeah, also what, what am I seeing here? Eight different t- varieties of weapon or elementals or whatever we want to call them. Um, there's two types of element. No, there's more than that. There's a uh, fire, lightning. Poison and poison counts as an element, right? I don't see it here. I see I see chaos, fire, divine, enchanted, magic, raw, lightning, 
crystal and just strongest. <laughs> I, forgot about, I forgot about chaos, which is basically yes, a sir. different kind of fire. Is that is that the flat damage fire? Is that fire that over? Like, uh, I, forget. I forget. Like I forget the mechanical difference between the two of them. Uh, pull up, pulling up a wiki might help. But yeah, the uh, th- those get troublesome. Uh, not not troublesome, but like you can ignore them if you're just looking to play through the game. Like just stick with the weapon you want to build and just kind of mm-hmm. keep that up to scr- uh, up to snuff. Uh, once you start optimization, you're going to need to uh, have like a wide variety of weapons and uh, play styles you're looking for. Unless you're going for something very specific, but that's usually for like PvP sorts of things or like I've already beaten this game inside out, so now I'm going to try something silly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, talking about PvP, we should probably mention again some multiplayer elements we mentioned a while back. Is that you know, world invasions are back, so basically you can turn into a black. It's not really a black phantom anymore. It's just you know you're invading another world, I guess. Yeah, uh, it and, it works. It functions pretty much the same as it did in uh, Demon Souls, I believe. Like I don't think there's yeah. any huge changes there, except yeah, uh, but you don't get the cool black phantom visual effect. That's like a lot. No, you don't. Well, like like I think I think it was you who was saying the uh, a lot of the stuff probably got lost in translation a bit when this changed from Demon Souls yeah. two to uh, Dark longer, Souls for legal yeah, reasons. <laughs> yeah, they had to do it pretty fast, and so some of like the cool visual effects, the different th- phantoms, like they had to scrap those since they're not using soul form anymore. But they don't have anything to replace it. But, yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like the the like the signs still look the same, don't they, from Demons to Dark, or did they change those as well? I think mostly looks the same as the text on the ground, scrawled on the ground. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the scrawled text. The okay, that's yeah. a, that's what I figured. I know they changed it for Bloodborne, but yeah, I, I, I think Bloodborne. I think they even looked the same in uh, two. I think Bloodborne was the first time they really got a visual change. <laughs> the, the little skeletons with the scroll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they look silly. Um, yeah, but the uh, the PvP. I'll be honest. I'm like I don't really get into these games for the PvP that much. I'm much more of a single player kind of guy. So I can I can narrow down the number of times I interacted with other players beyond just like reading their signs. I was invaded several occasion on several occasions. I won about half of them. Uh, getting invaded uh, in the muck below Blight Town is not fun. I don't know why people <laughs> no. do it. It's awful. <laughs> like, it's just bad. It just, just sucks. And I would like to run away, but I can't. <laughs> was I a nice guy for going every time I found a bloodstain, touching it so that the person would come back? Or does, uh, is that what happens? No, the bloodstain's just there to tell you, to basically show you how they died so you don't yeah. die the same bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, okay. It's more of like a cooperative sort of thing, but like yeah, indirect like, you know, cooperation. Final message they wrote down in their own blood. This yeah, this is how this I is, died. Yeah, this is how I died. This is a pretty Here's good a, how I died. Don't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that, I've got nothing quite as, uh, as terrifying as the first time I saw Bloodstain in Tower of Latria and Demon's Souls. And so, like, what the hell does happen to that guy? Oh, the, oh, the, the, anim- <laughs> the animations when they get grabbed by the Mind Flayers is just, without the Mind Flayers, they're like, what the hell? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, this place uh, is already creepy enough as it is. Like, I don't... Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing quite. I haven't seen Quite that like terrifying, but still, like I just wonder, like, oh my, God, how did that guy die here? Oh, I better be careful. Uh, if you found a uh, blood stain for someone getting killed by one of those egg laying things, it probably looks <laughs> horrifying. Oh, yeah, there, there aren't too many of those in the game. No, I didn't. Uh, I totally forgot you could die from those. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, there's these zombie, weird zombie things that will like inject some kind of like parasite into you. And then what, what the heck? I'm trying to remember what actually grows out of your character's head. It's it's supposed to be a little slug thing, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. 
Or, or is it that like the mushroom thing? I might be confusing this with something else. No, it's something horrifying, is what it is. <laughs> and it's it's like not something that goes away when you die. You have to you have to go somewhere specific to get rid of it. You got a yeah, side quest. You know, you're not actually you know respawning. You're just actually reanimating the same state. Or at least yeah. usually a bit more zombified them. That's kind of the <laughs> creepy lore thing going on. As I said, everyone's a zombie. That's why they get up when you kill them. And then when you go to bonfires, because you know you, everyone's unkillable. That's kind of an interesting touch to that. Well, I, well, actually, would you consider well, the Dark Knights aside, because they're not actually living. The things that do stay dead permanently, like the Drakes you kill, do stay dead because presumably they were living. Uh, I don't think all the bosses were meant to be zombies. Most of them are, but I don't think all the bosses are zombies. Some of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, there's some are exceptions. Yeah. you know, like demons yeah. are killable. I mean, there's some things, the things that look like just you know giant undead guys, but they die permanently, like the knights in the undead parish church. But I mean, yeah. I, I still think that's like a leftover of old Black Phantom kind of mechanics. If they all die permanently, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, there's a few things that you can see that's a little nonsensical because you know, they, the, I, I do think they kind of change it over lost in, yeah. lost in translation sorts of things. Yeah. Or in the transition, more than translation. Yeah. Oh, but hey, they're not trying to kill you, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're no, dead, it's... you can't kill me. I, I do have to say, though, that theoretically, it is possible to play this game without ever dying. Yes. Theoretically, uh, yes. In, it's been done many times. Yes. I'm sure it's on YouTube for all the people who just can't get enough of seeing people be awesome on YouTube. <laughs> you can not also actually not... you can play through the game without leveling up as yeah. well. I'm sure you can, yeah. Like, I think that's an achievement in Dark Souls 2, actually, is uh, beat the game without dying. <laughs> I th- I, if I'm, I, I think I'm correct. I'm not, like, yeah, anyone who can pull that off on a blind run of their first time through the game, it's like, you know, you are the gaming god, I salute you. <laughs> it, it, well, especially because a lot of the game, the game isn't so much difficult as it is learning from your mistakes. Like you expect to die because you expect to make mistakes, and the game punishes you when you make a mistake, and you're supposed to take that and like try and better yourself through it. You know how games yeah. are supposed to work. Uh, yeah. Once you've <laughs> well, learned that there's this skeleton which is just right there and will come after you when you reach a certain point, then you can deal with it. Oh, yeah. You know, the knight heading right around the corner you can't possibly see, but, you know, it, no, he's gonna cut, lunge at you with the sword, so you gotta be careful about that. You gotta, well, you gotta, you gotta take corners carefully. You have to, you have to prepare yourself for games or tricks you expect the game to throw at you. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, like, like, whatever and, you do, do not run forward recklessly. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. Unless you're, unless you know the area, but like the back of your hand, and you know, like I won't aggro this guy, I won't aggro this guy, or I can run past these guys and they'll stop following me after a while. They'll lose interest. Yeah, I wouldn't really say the game ever punishes you, though. It's more like the uh, the game has no sympathy for you. Yeah, they're like you know, the game's like you know, I'm letting you respawn infinite number of times. That's good enough. That's all the leniency. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, mean yeah. I didn't mean punish as in like you did something wrong. I meant punish him more. Sure, like sure. You're, you're set back to where you were before, and now you have to do it again, but better this time, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, frustration sets in, and then you keep getting worse and worse sometimes. But I mean, that's just that's that's on you. That's not the game. Like that's yeah. If you yeah, get frustrated, if you know, if you know pattern the... recognition and are good at just IDing exactly what to do and where, all right, here's this guy. I kill him. I wait. Then I can wait just a couple of seconds for this next guy to come up, just enough for my energy bar to recharge. And I'll kill him. And here comes another undead. And I back off for a second and take him out. If right, you can like, do that, if you can remember the whole game like that, you won't have any problems. 
yeah it's it's not it's not like it gets the reputation of being like a super duper hard game uh and they embraced it totally with the uh advertising campaign of like you know prepare to die and i'm looking at it on steam it says prepare to die edition i mean come on it's it's in the name of the game because i mean that's they're embracing it because that's what caught on with people from Demon Souls. Is Demon Souls is like a, it, it feels like more of a throwback to more older game design where you die, you go back to the beginning of the level, and you have to remember how to do it from there. Which is how Dark Souls works and Demon Souls worked by extension. Is you die, you go back to your checkpoint, and you got to learn how to get to, and you have to get back to where you were before, and then continue onward from there. So it. And, and this is coming like from a day and age when a lot of games are very like you get to here, there's a checkpoint, you die, but you're back at that checkpoint. You get to here, there's a checkpoint. Like it doesn't yeah, matter how like, you got there. You compared like, to like as long you as know. you hit that checkpoint, that's where you come back at. And it's it, it it's it's very it, the game's hands off and pretty much everything it does. Uh, some like I could see why people wouldn't be into this game because of how hands off it is. I I love it. I think it's great. The game asks yeah, you to figure things really out nice for thing. yourself and. Mm-hmm. Like and 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 that beyond just like figuring out like t- mechanics or tactics or combat or how like specific things of the game work, uh, like the the story itself, like going back to like an hour ago, was you know <laughs> the story itself asks you to be pieced together too, and at least the game remains consistent in all that. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't spoon feed you anything, and like if that's not for you, you know. By all means, then you, this then you the know game. to stay away. Right, this isn't yeah. the game. But uh, I am fine with a game that doesn't spoon feed everything to me, as if I wouldn't figure it out on my own, and just feels the need to coach me as if I'm a little baby. I, I know all games don't do that, but some do. Yeah, it, it, it's become more uh, common in like you know AAA gaming, at least. But you know that this is borderline AAA at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, it, it gets the a kind- this this is not the kind of game where you know the final challenge in the game is a tutorial. Like, I've seen that. It's really, it's lame. <laughs> what game did that? Okay, that was Assassin's Creed Two for me. Like the final assassination mission, the tutorial on how uh, to use the gun. Okay. I hated that so much. Oh, God. Well, like or or like, and and I hate to go to something like the order, but the final boss fight of the order is just a, a big QTE fight that you had one of at the earlier in the oh. game, and it, and it functions exactly the same, and it's terrible. It's awful. Like the, the most of the game is just awful, but like it, you get nothing out of it. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of IGN or their reviews, but they uh, they kind of summed it up really well, at least for the modern like for like a general audience where 95 percent of the game is frustration. I don't agree with that bit, but the uh, five they said, but the other five percent is just that satisfaction you feel from finally overcoming a challenge, which I think is a big part of what makes this game and why why it's found the audience it has is it feels challenging. So that when you actually learn it, you feel as though you've accomplished something, and that, and that's oh, yeah, and that's yeah. when you learn the game isn't actually all that challenging. But no, it, yeah. is, I, I don't want to miss it. This game is challenging. Fair to call it that. It's not you know it's going to cheap Fair, yeah. challenge. It's not going to have horrible. It's a very cerebral challenge, but it's a very real one. I, I'll say the respects the player by providing that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not the kind of challenge you would get in, say, an old style shoot 'em up, where you will just be flooded on the screen with too many bullets to dodge, and you will expect to die because there's no way out. There's a way out in this game. I've seen that. You just have to be able to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just nice that there's so many different ways that you can make the game feel a lot easier. But you know, even even when you do that, you feel like you've accomplished something. Like when I went went through a second time with the fresh characters, a mage. 
Um, that was easier, partially because I had learned where to get all the spells and learned how to upgrade things correctly and what would be good gear for a wizard from playing through another character. So it didn't necessarily feel like the game wasn't challenging, but just that I had learned so much that, um, uh, I don't know, I just was able to get through it much easier. Yeah, it's, like it's the type of game where if you play it for a while, you might actually get better at it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. That's kind of thing where you know it goes from like taking three days to beat the Taurus demon to taking an hour. It's just it's <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, I think one of the hardest things about action RPGs has always been finding a balance between the skill based, the skill aspect of an action game, and obviously uh, the more like stats Technical. and yeah, the, or the, the mm-hmm. stats and. Yeah. and quote-unquote dice rolls of more of an RPG, and I think this game does a really good job of finding a middle ground between the two, um, because you can use your, you can like upgrade your stats a lot and upgrade your equipment a lot to your advantage, but if you have a lot of skill, you can get through it purely that way, and you can mix and match the two as well. Uh, and It's just one of the rare games, in my opinion, that really finds a, a really good, I don't want to say perfect, but really good balance between the two aspects. It's near perfect. Uh, no, no one's done it better. We'll That's that. true. Well, it's, no one's done it better. Oh. It can be done better. I'll assume. I like to think it can be done better because it gives me hope for the future. But uh, yeah, after there's Dark Souls three coming, so yes, and one. Yes, well, no. In general, you want things in the future to be better than things in the past. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's and it's definitely. I, I definitely feel like from personal experience, it's one of those games that kind of. Like it, you'll feel like you're kind of bashing your head against the wall and you're not getting anywhere, but then it, you'll it'll just click and everything will kind of fall into place and then you'll start making consistent progress or like or like better progress or you'll finally understand how all these things work or where all these like terms and everything mean and like it 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 just it's it does feel like it, it's really tough at first like I, yeah Nathan's right I probably shouldn't undermine it it is a challenging it's it's challenging to learn more so than the game is. Maybe not even challenging to learn. I, I might be just flood, like mixing up my message here, but it's it's definitely a game that once you get it, it feels great throughout. Because I I remember when I first played Demon Souls, I dropped it less than a month later because Dragon Age Origins came out, and I'm like, I'd rather play that. Like that was a lot more straightforward. I understood what I had to do. Like everything fit into its pieces together. Yeah, and I yeah, I came like, in, for I, me. For me, it's been pretty similar. It's like I started Demon Souls. Like I couldn't beat the first stage. Uh, I could barely get yep, the first. I'm right block there with away. you. Yeah, I'm right there with. I beat the first stage. It was the second stage I couldn't beat. Yeah, well, for me, it's like you know, I was having trouble getting up that very first staircase that started one one. I, I couldn't get through that. <laughs> no, I was I was right there with you. Like, uh, at Christ, like six years ago now, wasn't it? Demon Souls yeah. two thousand. Yeah. Oh, oh, nine. I think. Yep. Yeah. Wow, Jesus, six long. years ago. Uh, what a what a change this franchise has been through in six years. But uh, yeah. uh, regardless, like I was right there with you, and then just one day it clicked, and I and I had beaten the game within the next week. Then and I, Demon Demon Souls is the only one of uh, these games I've actually gone through uh, numerous times, more than twice, uh, because I I did it in anticipation for Dark Souls quite a bit. And then when I got to Dark Souls, like the same thing kind of happened again. I got like because mostly because of the things they changed, but I kind of like I knew it better. Like getting good at one Dark Souls game or Souls game will make you better at the rest of them. Uh, mm. the, they won't be as difficult anymore because you'll understand how yeah. the game. Works. Uh, I wouldn't so, say that applies to Bloodborne because that Bloodborne. game that game wrecked me. <laughs> uh, Blood, Bloodborne uh, changes things up a bit more significantly, I guess. It's uh, true. Yes, uh, but the yeah. 
it's yes, yes, I can agree with that. Uh, <laughs> but more so than anything else, uh, it's, it's a game, the kind of game that it'll click and then you'll feel great and you'll get why everyone else loves it or the people love it, love it as much yeah. as they do. Uh, still, though, no guarantee that just because it clicks, you'll be able to do things like you know parry because you know, parrying is annoying. And hard, and <laughs> yeah, still can't do parrying. It. I still can't do parrying. I don't even bother. Yeah, I. I Everyone's like, yeah, just parry Gwen. Just you could just parry Gwen the entire fight. Oh, like, okay. I think I yeah. successfully parried uh, twice the entire game, and I just gave up. So just <laughs> <laughs> backstabs for me. It is. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, people, I'm a mage. I'm not gonna parry Gwen. No, thank you. Okay, one thing I'm curious about because I'm not so sure. I'm not sure even now. Can you hear what your enemies, what the things are going to be doing right before they do it? Could that be a help if you're trying to? blindly go through here and just not die through sheer skill or something like that? Uh, there are, I think there are certain, like, elements you could hear ahead of... Like, do you mean specific attacks or, like, hidden enemies or... Yeah, because they don't really, they don't say anything at all, but you can sometimes hear just the kind of rustling of their chain mail or hear well, something wailing in from that somebody threw at you. Sometimes, but sometimes they're just you know standing deathly quiet because yeah, I, I think it, more often than not they're standing <laughs> quiet and waiting for yeah. somebody to pass by. Uh, yeah, and it's more often hear... than not than the first chance you know that they're there, they're already re re swinging around their giant death knight long sword to kill you. Yeah. That's... So Sometimes you can hear footsteps, but often uh, your reaction might be to completely panic. Which is usually a good reaction in this game. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> if you're hitting the footsteps, it's already too late. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if any of them make like out-and-out -out, uh, big cries. Like, bosses have uh, huge uh, tells. Like, they have huge wind-ups for a lot of their attacks. So, I mean, you can tell there, but that's kind of just general, like, boss rules. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of I mean, um, there's generally a lot more environmental details, like, you know, if you see a lot of scorch marks on the bridge ahead of you, it <laughs> means it's a dragon about to light it on fire, but... Yeah, there's was one area with some horrifying enemies that are kind of hard to even, like, detect. Uh, New Londo, where, which is filled with ghosts, um... That, that yeah, they they can travel through <laughs> walls and everything. Yeah, yeah. and they're very <laughs> quiet. And you can only you can only damage them if you're cursed or uh, use a certain item that makes you like pseudo cursed. It, yeah, it's like a temporary I can hit ghost curse. <laughs> yes, uh, and despite how tough that area is, it's one of my favorite areas in the in the game because it's just creepy and cool. And yeah, and then you have to fight the four kings. Yeah, and. Uh, like, I, like I, I guess maybe I missed out on it with the Four Kings fight. Like, I, I had a lot of trouble with the bosses on my first time through this game. Uh, Four Kings was not one of them. I beat them on my first go. Oh, wow. like, zero problem. Like, like every other boss in the game, I died to at least once. Four Kings, I showed up and I killed them, and I was like, I don't, like, I don't know if they didn't use a specific attack against me that would have made it harder. I, di I didn't have help. Like, I, I, I was just confused. I was confused as to why everyone was like, oh yeah, the Four Kings are super hard. Oh. Like, it's so maybe you could describe that better than I could. Sure. So yeah. there's certain attacks that they don't always use um, that can really wreck you. And, okay. you know, sometimes you just get lucky and they don't... Yeah. Uh, like, I think there's some kind of... Uh, I don't want to call it a spell or something that they can hit you with. Uh, I, like, I know there's, 
like there's the a- there's the AOE thing that they charge up for a yeah. while. I never got hit by that, so that that's probably like an instant gib or close yeah, to it. That's that's probably that. And yeah. there's if you fight them from far away, they they like fire stuff at you. But I found that to be not too hard when I no, actually fought them ranged. Um, it, it, oh, uh, it should be said: uh, the four kings are literally uh, four kings. Like you, you. You fight. You don't. You fight four of them at once, but they show up like over time. So at first, there's just one, and then a few, like thirty seconds, probably another one pops up. Another yeah. thirty seconds, another one the, pops the up. The best way to do that fight is really to just focus uh, fire. Yeah, just yeah if kill one, melee, move on to the next one. <laughs> like, if you're a melee fighter, you want to equip like the the armor with uh, the best. I forget what the name of the stat is, but it like prevents you from getting staggered when you take damage. Oh, poise, poise. Yeah, poise. Thank you. So you just basically wail away at one and kill it before the next one comes up. Because if that's kind of when the fight gets out of hand, is if there's like multiple out at once, because then they can fire the rain. God forbid, four. <laughs> yeah, they can fire the rain magic, range magic at you when you're like in close range combat with another one, and then you're just toast. Uh, the interesting thing about the fight is actually more than four can summon if. Uh, if you despite take their too name, long. despite their name, yes, yeah. despite their name, <laughs> the, uh, the four king, nasty... the four kings with with plenty of friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a pretty nasty fight, but I just think the boss looks cool, and you're fighting, you're just fighting in this black abyss. So like, yes, distance, it, it should distance be. It should... gets all out of whack. Yeah, I just it, thought it was really cool. It, it it is a great arena. Like to get to the arena, you have to equip a specific ring that makes it so you don't immediately die when you fall into the arena. So you're actually fighting the boss one ring down because you have to take off another ring you were using to wear the ring that so you don't automatically die. Yeah, because you fall through the abyss. Um, the abyss walker, abyss walker ring, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. And it, it should be mentioned that a lot of the boss fights in that game, like that, that's one of the more unique ones. But almost all the boss fights are like appropriately, like I'll, I'll, I'll use the word epic, even though I don't like using it that much. Uh, maybe not epic, like uh, it, like impactful or some word in that yeah. regard. Uh, they like the, most of the game is played without music. Which and then you get to boss fights or very specific locations, and music turns on. And boss fight music tends to be very like pounding and like bombastic, and it, it it's it's quite there and it, and it yes, quite dramatic. And it gets and it gets your blood pumping, and it's and it's all of it's great except pinwheel. Uh, pinwheel is just kind of the bo- <laughs> the boss time forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very underwhelming boss. The rest of them are much more impressive. <laughs> I don't know, I still think Copper Demon's not even epic, it's just mean. I hate that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this boss that the very first thing you do when you walk out into the boss room is it kills you, I swear. <laughs> he's so just, just he's getting the drop. Right he's he's doing what any of us would do in his situation. Yeah. Can't fault him for that. <laughs> they kill him on the animation locked. It's all yeah. <laughs> Well, let me ask you guys a question as we get in and get ready to wrap this up here. So, sure. which one do I go for? If I'm going to play this, do I go for the console version or the PC, PC. version? PC. How come? Console. Whoa, <laughs> divide the pinkins. Fight! Uh, how uh, good is your PC, I guess? Yeah. Uh, better than Mike's, uh, by a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have frame rate issues unless it's completely not optimized. It, it isn't. Uh, there are mods. <laughs> it's actually a very terrible port, but there are mods... Uh, it, one mod in speci- uh, in particular uh, fixes a lot of those issues up. 
I, I would say the PC version if given the choice between the two with mods. Uh, if you're just going to get the PC version by itself, uh, don't get a console version instead. Or if you have a PS4... Oh, no, that's not on PS4 or Xbox One. That's Dark Souls 2. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Ignore me. Let's bring Nathan back from the abyss there. <laughs> he kind of uh, disappeared into the Dark Souls pit. <laughs> What'd you say, Nathan? I was saying that, you know, I only have the PS3 version of Dark Souls, so, I mean, that's all I can suggest. It should work. Yeah. Uh, there are, there's, some, there's the well-known frame rate issues in a portion of Blighttown, but it's a portion you can skip, and there's really not any frame rate issues beyond that. So, console version is fine. It, the, the, uh, yeah, like, if you don't, like, I guess I should reiterate, if you do like, if a console is all you have, uh, play this game. It's it's one of the best games for either the PS3 or the 360. Yeah. Like, you will not, you will, like, it. it is not, it is not a deal breaker. If you have the well, option yeah. to play on PC and can get it all caught up and play it at uh, higher frame rate with those unlocked uh, resolutions and the unlocked textures, the, the game is gorgeous looking. You just, it's trapped underneath a low low res uh low resolution textures and low resolution uh it's actually quite detailed once you get it all up and running but if you can't do that then by all means do play it on 360 or PS3 and you will not, you won't be disappointed yeah i wouldn't even say if uh pc your console is your only option i would say if if it's your only option or if that's how you like to play games then it's perfectly fine there i i guess yeah like obviously yeah. like if if you don't like playing pc versions then don't play the PC version because you don't like <laughs> yeah. it. So, well, I mean, the problem with PC yeah. versions. I mean, I'm playing something right now that is much, much older than Dark Souls and has no controller option, which does bother me. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I just meant that you know, if there's nothing really wrong with the console version, is all. Uh, is all I mean. If if you have no problem playing on the PC, then playing with those mods is definitely the the best way to go. The definitive way, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that uh, if they add back, if they add it as a backwards compatible title for the Xbox One, that that might play a little better on there. Because I, we, I we, do we still prefer console uh, games. Yeah, yeah, we, we we can only hope. Like, they, I'm surprised they didn't try to do a uh, like a Dark Souls one and two bundle for the PS1 yeah. or Xbox One. Like that that seems like it would have been. Uh, like just as an HD remaster, get get it uh, caught up. Like it makes sense that Dark Souls Two got it, but they could have done it with Dark Souls One, I think, to, oh, as well. Okay. Maybe we can hope for a Dark Souls trilogy sometime down the line. But... Then, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would be nice. Just consolidate that. I'll I'll give them money for like the eighth time. So whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you think it's to... worth the twenty bucks? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, it was it, worth it at sixty. We never, we never totally talked about the, the, bed of, the, the bed of chaos boss, did we? Uh, no. We should probably talk about that for a minute. Okay. Uh, Before we start wrapping things up. <laughs> Bed of Chaos isn't really a boss. Yeah. Um, it's not great. It's a area of the game that definitely feels like they didn't have time to finish it. And, uh, oh, and it hurts. I, I actually, I would rather go to Blight Town than uh, the area <laughs> leading up to the Bed of Chaos because the bl- the bloom effect they use on the lava is just Terrible. I don't know what they were thinking. It hurts. Uh, it hurts. I'm pretty bad. sure. Pretty sure that boss uh, is single-handedly what caused me to dock the game half a point when I reviewed it. Because <laughs> that was that was the last of the uh, last four uh, bosses I did. Lord, yeah, Lord so oh. so it, it kind of was just sitting with me when I finished the game. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the fact that it's the worst after New Game Pluses, I think that was a mistake. Yeah. The uh, the uh, the. Uh, 
the uh, it's the worst boss in the game, preceded by probably the worst area in the game, and yes. it's it, it it is it is the low point of the game in general, and you have to do it, which doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily think the idea for the fight was bad. It's just not perfectly executed. Uh, the dragon, uh, the, dra- the dragon god was better. Yeah, uh, both base- both has like a cool looking boss, but yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I wouldn't agree, but. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to we're, agree to disagree on that one. Varying, varying degrees of bad, so it's, it doesn't yes, really they're, matter. Yeah, they're both so nice. basically. Basically, what you do in this fight is you have to once you get down into the, to the arena. Uh, there's like two magic bubbles. I want to call them. Whatever. Uh, with there's some sort of root in there because this is like an evil tree thing. Uh, you have to destroy both of those, and then you like jump across the little ledge and basically walk inside the boss to kill its heart. Um, That's it. So the but the, the, the <laughs> yeah the real problem with the boss is uh, as was the real the problem with the dragon god is it doesn't require using any of the skills you've learned in the game. Like it's it's, nope. it's like a gimmick. And that's really not what the strength of this game is, but it's relatively short and easy once you know it. So um, yeah. I think it's pretty easy to forgive. Just like you it know, is. I I, I, w- I, w- I would never I would never like say yeah, rag on Demon Souls too much for the Dragon God because it's it's easy. It's, it's really you know? short. Oh, it's re- and it's really yeah. short. Like you're right yeah. there too. Like the bed of chaos, you have to get to the bed of chaos every time. Uh, the Dragon God fight is just right there. Like the checkpoints yeah. right in front of them. No. On the plus side, uh, Bloodborne did not have a boss like that, so they finally learned to not put that's, bosses in their that's game. That's good like to that. know. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. What will I Dark Souls Three do? Will it? Will it also forget to have bosses like this? <laughs> Only one way to find out. Uh, I think so because I don't think Dark Souls Two had one either. It, no, it did not. Uh, different yeah. different directors though, but yeah, like so. Yeah. At, at very least, by Dark Souls Two, they learned that those bosses sucked and no one liked them. So yeah. <laughs> But again, I don't want to. Yeah, a minor blend. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of variants in this game, and a lot of bosses in this game. So you know, it's kind of one bad one isn't such. It's it's, yeah, it's it's a minor yeah, it's a minor blemish on a pretty much like all around excellent experience. So yeah, like the areas and bosses in this game are so cool, and it's while it's important to talk about it, it's uh, really not a very minor thing you'll easily forget about once you. Yeah, especially because the last boss in this game is such a cool fight. I oh, love, yeah, love win. Yep. Oh, I uh, love. It. Oh, the music is so yeah. great. Uh, the, the uh, we didn't talk about the music too much in this because it's kind of hard to like. I can't really like replicate what the music sounds like <laughs> here. Yeah. But well, it, it's interesting. No, it's it's interesting. It's, to rarely do this... I know. I, I rarely notice it. It most of the time it's barely there. Well, it's am- it's well, it's ambient. You haven't fought many bosses, though. Like it's uh, true. <laughs> Gwyn has a very distinct sound, and that the rest of the game's boss fights are very, like I said, bombastic, dramatic, uh, yeah. loud in your face. When you get to Gwyn, it's very minimalist, subdued. It kind of matches the tone of the rest of the game, but you're still in like this. It, the arena's cool looking. Gwyn is cool looking. Like the design for everything is perfect, and then it's kind of just this really soft, subdued, somber. Yeah piano tune and it just it's it's beautiful it really it is it really goes against like the cliche oh you fight like a giant frightening monster, monster at the yeah, last yeah. boss no it's this, kind of you're, the... fight, you're fighting against a dude and it's this intense yeah, like, close like, quarters not, yeah, like 
yeah, like, and not not even that, like, kind of like the shell of a man. Like, you're both, you're, you're, yeah. like you said, you're both zombies. You're fighting the shell of a man. It's more sad than it is. Like, this is the this is the climax of the game, and uh, God shows up, and you have to beat up God because that's the climax of the game, and we made it in Japan. But you know, <laughs> it's 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 a very good moment. Uh, it's, like, we didn't talk yeah. about many like individual moments from this game, but that's by far one of them. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, well, an- another cool moment would be when you first land in Norlando. This this giant now basically empty city. Uh, it like drops you off on this high perch where you get a g- good view. It's 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 just, really cool. yeah. It's a like a yeah. big big old cathedral, big old castle, and it's just yeah. It's yeah. yeah the, the, it, dark. The Soul series kind of permeates its kind of dark fantasy elements, and it's like dread with moments of like awe. A yeah, lot, yeah, like, like, like even Demon Souls did that. Yeah, it's like it's got some amazing stuff. It's just you know, it's great atmosphere. It's kind of very unique settings, their own very distinct lore. that kind of permeates everything, and it's a very powerful effect. It's really awesome. Yeah. The highs seem higher because the rest of the game is so dark. Okay, yeah. well, we gotta get headed out of here. But thank you for the oversight of Dark Souls. Still think it's not as good as Black Lantern Pumpkin Stout. Just saying. Oh, Phil. How are right. you still coherent? We said that word. Like, <laughs> death, 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 death. Zombies. So you good. died. Thanks, Obama. Death. <laughs> it's because I ran out. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and do a blast from the, the recent past. You know, I never mention, I n- always forget to say, that the segment we just did is our main event. I'm supposed to introduce these segments, Mike, and you're supposed to keep me focused. Okay, you're focused. <laughs> All right. It's hard to do when you're drinking alcohol. Don't judge me! Okay, we're going to be right back. Blast from the recent past. Hold on tight.
Welcome back. This is the Blast from the Recent Past segment where we talk about games that came out about two years ago and tell the tell you whether or not they're worth your time or whatnot. Uh, what I'm going to do, we're going to change things up just a little bit moving forward, I think. I've given this just a little bit of thought. Not not a big change here, but a lot of times Mike uh, Mike takes the time to pull up which of these games came out a couple years ago. But if none of us on the show have uh, played it, oftentimes I'll, I'll either skip past the section or uh, skip past those particular games. But uh, I think what I'm going to do is at least mention them and uh, and let you know some of the bullet points from the RP Gamer review, which of course you can always go and pull up those full reviews yourself at rpgamer.com, your source for news reviews and home to the best RP gaming community on the net. Sad- Except for occasional games that don't have reviews on RP Gamer because of <laughs> w- whatever circumstances. There are- <laughs> Wizardry A people, really? The best role-playing game ever, but not on there. Okay, anyways. Uh, Dust. Uh, Our first game is Dust in Elysian Tale. However the hell you say that. See, I even even butchered the freaking game names. This is developed by Humble Hearts, uh, published by Microsoft Studios, released on the Xbox 360, Microsoft Windows, Linux, OS X, and PlayStation 4 in uh, around May 24th, 2013. And on the PlayStation, that was on Windows, and later on the PlayStation, October 7th, 2013. 14. This is an action RPG beat 'em up single player experience. Have any of you played it? No. Sorry, no. Not really. No. no. No, that's that's okay because our very own Sam Marshmallow, uh, who who keeps telling me she's changed her name, but she'll always be my Marshmallow. Uh, she uh, she uh, reviewed it and uh, says it has very fast pace combat, vivid design and visuals. A little repetitious, not enough variety in gameplay. Looking at the screenshots, they are very, very beautiful. It looks like airbrushed, uh, airbrushed graphics, um, and uh, the uh, it is a side-scrolling action RPG. She says the combat is a wonderful blend of simplicity that has just enough depth to keep it engaging. She gave it a four out of five. Check out her full review at rpgamer.com. Move it on. Our next game. <laughs> Our next game is Atelier Aisha. This was developed by Gus, published by the same, released on the PlayStation 3 on June 28, 2012, a single-player RPG. And then later on, I believe there's a plus version released on the Vita. Have any of you played? I tell you, Aisha, the alchemist of of dark. Dusk, dusk, dusk. <laughs> I keep meaning to get into that series at some point. The other games sound fun, but sadly, sorry. I keep buying those games, but I'm way behind. <laughs> Mike, so and I, no. Mike and I are, are on the same boat, uh, same boat there. Uh, yeah, well, guess what? Uh, Marshmallow has uh, played this game as well. Wait. She played an Atelier game. I know, right? Ah. It just—it's mind blowing. It just—it's just mind blowing. So, uh, yeah, Atelier. For those of you who just haven't listened to the you know last few dozen backtracks uh, or missed those few that we talked, yeah, they're uh, they're an Atelier episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to go back and listen to that. But the quick, uh, short version of that is: uh, these are JRPGs with lots of cutesy JRPG people, and generally speaking, it involves a shop and mixing up uh, alchemy because that's that's in the name, alchemist. And they're uh, way better than anything by Idea Factory. Yes, yes, that's the general consensus. Wow, way to set the way to set the bar high. <laughs> so you know they're going to get at that's, least that's a like two. Saying, that's like saying things that are only covered with mud instead of radioactive waste are prettier. 
So well, uh, they are. <laughs> they are. Yes. <laughs> So she has. Uh, she says this has a fabulous story and exploration, excellent cast of characters, an addictive item creation system, great soundtrack, uh, the post-final boss content a little lacking, as well as the voice acting, um, but uh, but she really liked it. She uh, she mentions the cel-shaded graphics. Uh, I tell you, I saw the, the those on her review, and that was enough to get me to to buy a game, just buy a copy. Because like Mike, one day I'll get to it. But at least when I want to get around to it, it is there. So check it out. She gave it a four out of five, and you can find that at rpgamer.com. The next game on our list because, boy, there are a lot of them that came out two years ago this month, is a little title called Soul Sacrifice, developed by Marvelous AQL. This was published by Sony Computer Entertainment and released, uh, let's see, in North America, May 13, 2013, and a Soul Sacrifice Delta on May 13, 2014. This is a single and multiplayer action RPG experience. Too bad nobody on the cast today has played this one. We'll pass it on. Uh, hey, hey, well, hey! Oh, 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 oh! Oh, I, I forgot. Uh, I forgot. Michael T. Apps is on the call today. Uh, yeah, I totally reviewed this game, and it was very interesting. Um, That's the right word. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the basic setup is a monster hunter clone, uh, but it doesn't quite follow the typical monster hunter clone uh, trajectory. Um. And the story is uh, completely effed up. Would be a kind <laughs> yes. way to put it. Isn't this the kind of game where? Isn't this the game where people like rip out their own spine yes. to use a weapon or something? Yes, but, yes, it is. Is this, isn't this the book that talks to you? Yes. You've got a yes, fate destiny. I mean, that that seems like a pretty cool premise. I played the demo. It's cool. It's yeah. just weird and unsettling. Why, why are you knocking yeah, on it? Because like, it's I mean, different. It, you know, I love I, Monster Hunter clone games, just all of them, except I'm not getting this one ever because I just don't like gore. So. <laughs> <laughs> then this is not the game for you. Yeah. yeah so. um, no, I, I love everything about this game, except the fact that it is a Monster Hunter clone, because that's just a series I've never been able to get into, or I, I, I guess a, a type of gameplay I've never been able to get into, and I like it's it's this weird, unique like dark, disturbing universe, and I just get bored of playing the same missions over yeah. and over again. That was that was actually my biggest complaint with the game. Like they created this really weird universe that even you can't do in, anything with. Yeah, like it brings in some your, cool yeah. fairy tale elements. There's cool story, cool characters, and you can't explore it at all. Like it, it even uh, it tears out a lot of like the ancillary elements of Monster Hunter. Like there's no hub hub town you can explore and talk to characters or anything. It's, it's just than that. Yeah, it's like just it's pretty bad. Yeah, like beyond the art direction and the the cool soundtrack, like the best part of the game is reading the excerpts from the book about how like weird the universe is. Yeah, like you have more fun doing that than playing. It. Yeah, like there's there's entries for each of the monsters, which often give you like tips about what they're weak to. Uh, that are it's just really cool, and you know the, the the core gameplay is good. It's just it's you know it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's it, there's not enough repetitive. Depth. Yeah, there's not enough depth to it. There's not enough customization to justify uh, replaying a lot of the missions. Uh, I, I think they kind of took the bare Monster Hunter experience without completely understanding why Monster Hunter works. Um, so you, it, it kind of feels. Uh, it's repetitive, yes, but you know that can be okay if there's something to do with that repetition, <laughs> and there really isn't. Like, just, 
like, you, you, like the, you the, can... the like the entirety of the game is told from the perspective of somebody in like a prison. Yeah, and it's like I all I want to do is walk around the game world more. Like I want to I want to see beyond the prison wall. Yeah, you know, I mean, okay, even monster. Freedom Wars, this mess to that game is like it's, it puts you in a prison, still gives you a hub world and people. To exactly. Talk to, yeah. So. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Free, Freedom Wars is, is definitely does a much better job of this. But I, I, I wow, think I consider Freedom Wars like a third tier entry in the hunting <laughs> genre. So like, well, no, no, I mean, you're right. You're you like you're right, but I, it's it does world build better. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I think the would would really serve this franchise if they ever kind of turn it into a franchise better. Please do, please make it not a Monster Hunter clone because I don't think that really fits. I think no, it doesn't. I think this world fits more as like a full fledged RPG, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And you know that that's not to say that it's not to say the gameplay concept here. wouldn't work fleshed out a bit on its own. Like, I really like the idea of a Monster Hunter clone where you play as a wizard and everything you're using is spells and not necessarily not necessarily weapons. That that worked, I think. It's just, um, l- like I said before, there's nothing to really do with the repetition. There's no, like, new armor to upgrade and get... Um, New spells this, to craft or anything like they, that. They just you make the, the you you could just use spells more often. Yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's fun. I mean, there's a lot to like there. It's just um, new skills, new I think it's, armor. That's that's like the entire point of the genre. Like they they went they went they, they designed it with making a monster hunter clone first, and then had yeah. too much fun doing everything else, and forgot yeah. to make the monster hunter experience. That's that's really, fully there. That's really the problem. They set out to make a Monster Hunter clone, and they did, but um, they put yeah. too much effort into the things that Monster Hunter isn't known for, as exactly. opposed to the, the reverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds like a shame. Yeah, it, it's a shame. It, there's still a fun game yeah. to play there. It, it's just it does absolutely does not have the legs that Monster Hunter or many of its clones, like God Eater, have. So you gave it a three point five. Do you still stand by that? Absolutely, I think that is the right score. Okay. Um, in, in even the the updated version, which I think uh, refines it a, a decent amount, I still it gives think, a little more to do. Yeah. But. Yeah, I still think would fit the three point five. Just you know, refines some of the rough edges on the original game. I, I still, you know, despite all the negative, I still recommend people play this game because there's there's you know the world is so cool and. You know the gameplay; you can get a, a decent amount of fun out of. But it 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 it's one of those games that just feels like a huge, huge missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's, missed opportunity is the yeah, right words for that. Such a shame. And mm-hmm. you know, with uh, concept uh, obviously busy with other stuff, and Sony probably not interested in it. I don't think they'll nope. ever uh, go back to it. So it's a shame. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, now that you've depressed me, let's move on the list. Hopefully, uh, this will this will turn things around. The next one on our list is I mean this this is uh, this is this is also a bloody gruesome title. Uh, Dead Island Riptide, developed by oh, Techland, oh, published by Deep Silver. 
This was uh, <laughs> released on Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, and the Xbox 360 in North America, rising up from the dead on April 23rd, 2013. This is a single and multiplayer action RPG survival horror game. And look at this a review by Michael <sighs> K. Apps. <laughs> Can we just move on to the next one? <laughs> this this guy named I don't sense any enthusiasm. Michael Wheels Apps says that the weapon modding is fun, and there's great level design in the second half, and it has great audio presentation. Well, this sounds like fun. Wow. Do you know how hard it is for a first-person shooter to have? such boring segments that it makes you fall asleep because that's what this game did in its first half it's got not a good setting for zombies it's not it's just bad Ugh. it's got blood I mean what's not to like <laughs> it's, it's just not a good game I, I, don't, I don't know how to put it more simpler to put it any simpler than that it's, it's just a bad game so don't get it. Uh, I won't waste any more time on this because yes, uh, everything I did. I had a friend um, who uh, who really enjoyed. I think this is a sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. So or an expansion or something. Two. Uh, Okay. I think. So he had played the uh, original, really liked it. I mean, just liked it. I mean, like, and I think the original was kind of okayly received, maybe a 3, 3.5-ish, whatever. Um, pretty good game, but yeah. But this guy, he loved it. You know, like, and that's okay. People allowed to like whatever game they want, even if it's not the, you know, getting 5.0s across the board. But anyways, um, but then he got the expansion, and he, and he was telling me, Phil, I stayed up all night playing it, and I hated it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a die hardcore diehard fan and is no longer. Uh, moving on, the last game on my list today is Pandora's Tower, developed by Ganbarian Publish uh, by Nintendo and XC Games. This was released in North America on April 16th at 2013 and later available, according to the notes here, on the Nintendo Wii U eShop. On August 13, 2015. Hey, that would just be yeah, like, wow. Like a month ago. I didn't know they yeah, released this on the eShop. Yeah, I think it was only in Europe. Well, it, it says North America. America. No. Oh, it no, does. North America. America. Say, Europe yeah. got Xenoblade. Uh, it says Europe on April 16, 2015 for the eShop release. This yeah. is a... Europe, Europe got Xenoblade on right, right, right. And we yeah. got the runner-up prize. So uh, this is a single-player action. <laughs> action RPG and uh, <laughs> I remember this was this was part of the trilogy that came out as part of Operation Rainfall if I'm not mistaken yes. and uh, according to a yes. number of people this was possibly the weakest of the three you know compared to Xenoblade anything's going to look a little weak but yeah um, did any of y'all play this? It is currently Sorry. sitting unopened on my shelf, <laughs> where it probably should stay. It, it got uh, it, it got very mixed uh, reviews. I remember uh, chatting with uh, Glenn a bit in our staff channel uh, when he was going through it. Uh, Alex Fuller seems to concur as he's given it a three out of five, which is an average score. He enjoyed the boss fights and decent puzzles, a personal story, but uh, found the uh, camera annoying. The game gets repetitive. And Aaron, I, I, I'm hoping that's the protagonist, is is rather dull. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is kind of, isn't it kind of like a, um, a roguelike dungeon crawler? Mm. Or am I mixing this up with something else? Oh, no, this I is... I'm mixing it up. So? This one's more of an action-adventure one. Action adventure. I've, I've seen people compare this to Castlevania, but obviously it, I haven't actually played it yet, so I don't know. 
Uh, yeah. I well, s- I seem to remember Adrian was starting to play it for us, and then he kind of got bored midway through. Yeah, I mean the camera is. I mean, you see the camera is definitely third person. It's pulled back quite a quite a ways too, so almost kind of looks a little Zelda y. Uh, but uh, you'll want to check it out if you're interested. Uh, it is not a super long game, so if you're looking for something a little bit shorter, this might, and you're looking for something way out in left field and you have nothing better to do, this might be right up your alley. Um, I mean, hey, if you give Xseed some money, maybe they'll bring over more Legend of Heroes games. So there's always that. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, we're going to take uh, another. Or maybe break. maybe if you haven't upgraded to a Wii U and you're still hunting for something else on the Wii, yeah, something that came out really late. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you don't want to be playing Splatoon on your Wii U when you can download this off the uh, the Wii U shop, right? Exactly. Or, or Mario Kart Eight, or uh, Zelda. You know, whatever like, it's called. You know, Hyrule Super Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. Super, that's what I was thinking of. Super any, Mario any, Maker in a few days. Super Mario Maker in a few days. No, no, you'd rather be playing Pandora. Anyways, all right, we're gonna take a break so we can we can hurry. Yeah, up and- I'm sure it can't compete with Mario Kart Eight. That game, that game had no staying power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We will be uh, right back after these commercial messages.
we have returned, and this is the final app where we read your comments, we tell you what's coming up next, we tell you what the hell we're farting around with, just miscellaneous news, you know, so we'll talk about that's that's kind of the kitchen sink. Uh, let's see here, so, um, Mike, how are you doing today, buddy? Uh, I've got something in my throat. Otherwise, okay, I guess. <laughs> we, we didn't get a lot of comments on episode 150. I can only guess because people are still listening through it. Because that was like a, wasn't that like a four-hour filibuster? Actually, by our standards, it wasn't that long. It was only about three hours. Yeah, maybe they were so disappointed. That's why we didn't get a lot of comments. I know. I tried to round up more people, but it, we just don't have that many front mission knowledgeable people anymore. It seems like. Uh, like Mister Apps here, Mister Apps, Mister Apps is just not into his front missions yet. Sorry, <laughs> it's on my to-do list. Uh, I always preferred my robots in action form. Yeah, the, the short thing about front mission is do not get the action front mission game. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that's that's the short front mission evolved. I yeah, played that one. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Square Enix tried to turn all of their franchises into shooters? <laughs> you mean that's over? <laughs> we hope. I really hope Fallout 7 is turned to the shooter now. <laughs> in like Dirge of Cerberus? Yeah, like, Such not a again, fantastic game. Oh, my favorite Final Fantasy VII. We didn't even get the, the multiplayer of that, did we? I don't know. That's a shame. See, wait, wait, that's wait, wait, wait. He's never visited. Wait, wait, wait. We're off the tracks here. Wait, wait. No, no. Dang it. No, no. We're reading comments. Yeah, Boudet says, I also bought Front Mission 4. He loves the intro. He bought Front Mission 4 from the bargain bin for just a few dollars. Haven't touched it yet. Fear I would start it up and drop it for something else. So I'm going to wait for the right time. Well, that's pretty much every time I start up Front Mission 4 for some reason. It's a good game. I just got so many great ones that I keep getting sucked into. I blame mine. Yeah, like Dragon Quest VI. Oh, mind-blowing awesome Mm -hmm. game. You know, if if I could get Front Mission 4 in the palm of my hand, hint, hint, Vita, port anybody, then I would be much more inclined <laughs> to get through it faster. I need a good tactical RPG to, to go through right now. We well, uh, could play Front Mission 3 on your Vita. I know, you can. You can. You absolutely can. You can play the best of the series in the palm of your hand on your PSP or your Vita. Uh, DChap says, ah, Puzzle Guest, finally a game my company worked on, first playable. Since the original PC release got delayed, the DS port we made was actually the first version released. That's true, I remember that, which was very cool for us. I remember trying to track down a copy to play before my interview. It was incredibly difficult for some reason. We've since tried to remedy that by releasing it on DSiWare. Huh, see, that's an interesting story. See, you hear interesting things. Interesting follow-ups on the RPG Backtrack. As for Front Mission 3, my only experience is playing the demo that came with, I think, Vagrant Story. It was a huge demo that took me all afternoon to get through. I definitely regret not getting into the series. Perhaps if more people had supported it, Square wouldn't have kept half the game Japan only. According to Hard Gaming 101, 2 is excellent, and number 5 is the pinnacle of the series, so it's a shame we never got those in the West. It is. Instead, we got Evolved, which was not Evolved. (laughs) (laughs) It was more like Devolved. They should have Front Mission Devolved. That would have been cool. That that assumes far more intelligence on Square Enix's part than I think actually existed at the time. <laughs> hey, according to the notes, our next show is RPG Jack 152, Shock to the System. We're talking about System Shock and System Shock 2. That is the next show. So, awesome! And that will be in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's do a little round table. So, uh, for the the new guy, uh, 
uh, Mr. Spider-Man. Uh, you get to we we just we just pretty much talk about uh, what we're playing, what we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're doing for the website. This is the, just the time just to to just share your thoughts or pimp or whatever. If you're working through a game, what frustrated you, what made you happy, sure. anything. Oh, so yeah. uh, we're gonna put you on the spot and not make you number from uh, Matt, Mr. Michael. What's on your what, apps? Apps. We're gonna start with apps. <laughs> we will we will ask Mr. Apps what he's been doing. He is there, right? That, that much, huh? Wow, that was quick. You know, is that Riptide? That discussion on Riptide still got his tongue. T- you still there, Mike? Okay, Mike. 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 Mike might have ran to the little little Riptide room. Hey, what about you, Nathan? What's what's up with you? Um, not much. I'm you know finally taking a nice break from Fantasy fourteen. You know, until the next big patch hits. So I've been playing other games lately, which is nice to get caught up on. But I'm so far behind. <laughs> uh, sorry, I. So, so um, you really enjoy you really tore through that expansion that on fourteen, huh? Yeah, well, a bit faster than I used to. Yeah, I mean, there's still so many classes to level up that, uh, but I just you know I can't do that all within a few months. So, it's, uh, Heaven's Sword is a great expansion for fourteen, but also it, for some reason it's burning me out a bit faster than normal. But uh, maybe because of, I don't know the rage actually I beat it on its normal mode. I'd have no interest in doing savage mode, so at least not yet. So it it's you know, it's like I, I I'm still catching up on the raids from the last from the old two point zero content, but it, I've already gone caught up on the new stuff, so it's kind of a weird thing. Cool. What else? Oh, um, playing lots of old games. Uh, oh, what you playing? What old games are you playing? Um, well, at the moment, Crowlancer Wayfarer of Time. It's a game I got a while back, and you know it's a really kind of awesome game. But I couldn't stick with it for one reason or another back when I first got it. So I've been playing through it again recently, and you know it's been fun. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really hard at times, but it's been pretty fun. Oh, that was sitting about that lot too. We got a lot more Growlanzer than we did Longrisser, so be thankful for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. What? Yeah, else? sorry, I'm kind of not. I'm kind of low energy today for all kinds of reasons. It's been kind of a hectic few days for me last That's days, okay, because so. with the power of Black O'Lantern, I have enough energy for the both of us. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but I thought you finished it. We, we're going to have to wrap this up real fast or else you're going to crash. I know. I'll probably have a Black O'Lantern crash here soon, and then I'll just zone <laughs> out. Uh, are you doing anything uh, recently on the site that you, that you want to share? Um, I'll take the fifth on that one. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll just pretend I'm actually an active person on the site right now, so they don't kick me off these podcasts. Cool. No, we would always welcome. Uh, you. Yeah, I'll be getting back to the site soon. Just someone bugged me about it. It's like you know, like I got a lot of stuff I've been doing that I it's been distracting me from, but I really shouldn't be. I need to help you guys out more. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. review some idea. Factor. I wrote. I wrote an impression. <laughs> of write some idea fact. Now that is just mean apps. Like, can I just so, hope that you know there are no more idea factory games, so I can dodge around? That? Nathan, <laughs> yeah, Nathan, that'll never happen. You, you, you incorrigible optimist. Why must you? Why must you keep looking at the world as the way it could be, the way it should be, instead of the way it is with this company? You, I showed you, Mr. Apps. This thing has been around since 1994. Mm. Idea Factory. <laughs> Still you, I, going. Idea How? Factory is Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, might be. 
<laughs> no one pays attention to it because even the people who play the games, I am convinced, just go, yeah, look, my numbers are going up. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> they don't think about what they're doing. And it gets its insidious claws into them. And no one is the wiser. And soon enough, millions will be afflicted with the idea of factory germ. And they'll be trying to spread the gospel of how I, we're too hard on Idea Factory, how we're all stupid because we don't review Idea Factory because that requires us to complete the games. <laughs> Mike, Mike, it's okay. It's easy, man. Calm down. Have a black lantern and just, it's okay, man. It's okay. It's not okay. It, 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 dude, it is totally, totally Agress, okay, man. Agress can't hurt you anymore. Wow. Yeah, it can't hurt you anymore. Until you play the sequel. Uh, what about yeah. the prequel? Uh, there yeah, are three Agarest games, not just two. <laughs> Wait, there, I think there's a fourth one that's a visual novel or some garbage. That sounds about right. Because, you know, the art is so great. You look at the art and how much it moves in each of the pictures, and you go, wow. <laughs> look, someone's mouth moved. I've never seen such stunning things before. Truly, Idea Factory is run by wizards of technology. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now we're moving on. Oh, my gosh. What the hell were we even talking? How, 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 I don't <laughs> I don't okay, okay, Apps, you're back. What's up with you, man? Please, change the subject. So, um, I was kind of working on a review of an Idea Factory game. Okay, bad. No. No. No, App. No. I am in control here. This will not, you will not turn this podcast into an Idea Factory circus. Okay, okay. So, so that, that one kind of fell by the wayside. Uh, it's been a long summer, so I kind of had to play other less stressful games and thankfully along comes Disgaea 5 which no one else wanted to review apparently so I am working on a review of Disgaea 5 and also occasionally streaming it Uh, so that's let uh, me take a wild guess you are enjoying Disgaea 5 more than the entry from that company we shall not speak of for a little while (laughs) yes although that entry was actually not not that bad just uh, I don't know I say that you have su- you have suffered so much at the hands of Idea Factor that this is abused wife syndrome. It's maybe, but keep in mind that this one is also not actually developed by Idea Factory. So mm, okay, I that, left out there, I guess. Yeah, that, that is yeah, an important distinction. Yeah, it's interesting to note that they seem to be uh, hiring out some developers, including Sting. Poor Sting, who no longer gets to make games for Atlas for some reason. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Disgaea 5, I've been working on that. Um, still doing the Q&A Quest show, which um, was going along nicely, but we've kind of dried up on questions, which uh, stopped me if that sounds exactly like when Q&A, Q&A was a written <laughs> written weekly article. <laughs> um, so yeah, still doing that. And, You're saying uh, that you need more contributions. Okay. Yes, I am... I am I am to the point of begging for, you know, questions and whatever else people want to want us to talk about on the show. Well, you should just use all my Hearthstone questions I keep sitting on Twitter. You could have a whole show <laughs> about that. That that's true. That is true. I have no problems talking about Hearthstone. You know, what do you record those things? Um, just kind of odd odd days. Hey, and hours. pick a weekend or something. You and me, Q, Hearthstone Q and A quest. There you go. All right. 
Cool. Alrighty. I think we've just heard the title of the next episode. Yeah. Well, people don't want to ask questions. It has nothing to do with RPGs, but it's sort of tied into World of Warcraft, which is an MMO RPG. So uh, that that makes complete sense. Yeah. Speaking of uh, World of Warcraft, <laughs> speaking of that, I've actually gotten back into uh, the Warcraft, uh, which I've kind of been in and out of for years. But uh, my brother kind of plays it all the time, so I've been trying to get a character up to level 100, and actually been finding it quite enjoyable. Um, like I find there's a lot. A l- when I played like maybe like five years ago, there's a lot more to do to work on getting your character leveled up than uh, back then when I kind of had remember just wandering around killing random enemies without anything really to do to work on leveling my character. So, oh, yeah, that that's pretty nice. Uh, although, since I pray, play infrequently, I also have like endless rest rested experience so maybe that maybe that's the only no, no, response no, no. To it caps level. no no the, the problem is it ca- it does cap at a level and a half unless they've changed that over the years um okay. but the thing is at those high levels dude it takes so long to get one you never see the end that's me because <laughs> i'm like the perpetual mmo casual gamer so every time i jump into these things people are like you played it for eight years i'm like yeah and you're not max level yet no I'm like really close. I just could never <laughs> get there. Yeah. I just I, well, I'm a failure. Well, it's interesting playing lots of Destiny, which I still play lots of. Even though it's not quite an MMO, it kind of has it kind of has like uh, the hooks that I think an MMO has. So I've kind of finally gotten um, uh, why so many people love MMOs. So I think that's kind of what drew me into spending more time in World of Warcraft. So. Yeah, that and obviously lots of Hearthstone. I followed I, you in the Hearthstone. I need to follow you in the World of Warcraft. Yeah. We'll be like the fill in apps club. <laughs> there you go. I think I think I still play at bare minimum like ten games of Hearthstone a day. Wow, that's dedication. I, I can't I can't follow you there. Uh, yeah. I think let me look at my current win total in play mode: three thousand two hundred eighty-five. Sweet mother <laughs> Moses, man, do you have a life? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! That's like I mean, those are those games had had like fifteen minutes a piece, and, and and assuming you lost at least half of those, now you're talking thirty minutes a piece. You know, that's uh, divide that by uh, uh, oh, two. Yeah, more you're than talking 7, like games, at least yeah, seven thousand right. games. Uh, that's like over a bajillion hours. I just hey, did the math. Doesn't compare to my you know Final fourteen time at least. No, so this, this is true. This is true. That's that. no, no, okay. Like, you uh, know, I. It's on my phone now, so it's kind of easy. <laughs> I know, right? Right. I'm sitting there at the gym. My wife is in the machine behind me. She's probably wondering, what's he doing on his phone so much while he's on the treadmill? Uh, okay, cool. I am, as an aside, I've been, I'm absolutely horrified by the fact that they, they actually implemented a slash playtime command in Fox 14, and like I saw the results, and it's like, God, I'm traumatized how much have I played this game. Mm. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be scared to do that in World of Warcraft just because I played a lot back in my college days. <laughs> uh, so assuming it kept recording that, that would be kind of scary to look at. Uh, but I, I did do that for... Uh, somebody made a website for that for Destiny, and I eclipsed 200 hours. So uh, that's probably yeah, I, almost I, gotten to 300 by now. Yeah, my playtime for 14 is far past that. <laughs> yeah, my playtime for 14 last I checked was 104 days. <laughs> okay, wow. 104 times 24 is... Uh, A bunch. About 2,500 hours, and I'm probably yeah, missing out. And but... that's pretty cool, because uh, App's time in Hearthstone is 2,333, according to my calculation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so does, does that time like include time in the original version of Final Fantasy XIV? I did not actually play the original time. Oh, okay. 
But the time I have down for you would not include time you spent in deck building. That would just be play time playing the game. Hmm. Ah. That's a close that's a that's a close uh anyways. Uh anything else, Mr. Ups? Um I don't think so. I think that's about it. Um uh, as far as the Disguy Five streams go, uh I will be like hosting my own channel from the RP Game Gamer channel when I do that, um if you wanna catch that. It's it's usually late at night Eastern Standard Time. In okay. fact, I'll probably I'll probably be doing that after this after we finish recording. <laughs> okay, Mister Minky, I'll say the new guy for last. Okay, well, I have been playing System Shock One in prep for next time, and I should probably save most of what I have to say for that. But it's been an, it's been interesting having to use DOSBox to get the thing running. <laughs> the way nature intended, DOSBox. <laughs> And mm, yeah, I you would need a serious remake to get any anybody who's not interested in older games playing this thing because man, I did not know how archaic an an FPS control could be until I started this thing. But it is interesting, and I can kind of see why it got such the, an acclaim. Also, in prep for future shows, I started something called Blazing Souls Axolate. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this was clearly the best use of that PSP I picked up a couple months ago. <laughs> put this in. Yeah, well, not all games the souls in the name are quite equal. <laughs> <laughs> no, some souls come out of a factory. A factory that apparently <laughs> makes ideas. Uh, I can't say too much about it yet, but I have found that wonderful thing that apparently stopped our very own Glenn Wilson from ever getting very far, which is that Yes, you get these points. You are supposed to use them to search the globe for your next location to find, but you can't really get them back. And if you choose the wrong place to search, you don't get the points back. So you can screw yourself over, and it's less than an hour in. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> that, that, sounds like a, that sounds like some kind of exploitive free-to-play mecha- stamina <laughs> mechanic, except it doesn't regenerate. Right? The idea factory was on the job, giving people ideas that they would co-opt and make better. And um, uh, yes, I have something else for shows. It's called Chaos Wars. Everyone, I'm sure, is familiar with the wonderful, wonderful Chaos Wars, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> this is the game with the voice acting, right? Oh, it has the voice oh, act. If, yeah, well, if you want to call it that. I can't, I, can't me- I can't remember. Nathan, were you on the Shadow Hearts episode? I, well, I can't remember, honestly. Possibly. I played this game. I well, like- okay, okay, picture Yuri, and for some reason he's called Uru in this translation because uh, O3 Entertainment <sighs> tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, his, and his voice sounds like this. Oh my gosh, guys, look at all that. Wow, that's a real problem. Oh no, I gotta get away from that. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, we are going to die. Oh, wow, this is a real problem. We should probably get away from it. It it totally makes those skits we do at the beginning look like, I mean, primetime television. I mean, we're just, we're just, uh, mar- you know, freaking movies or something. We're just that good. We're, yeah. we're global award nominee, nominees. <laughs> we are. And most of the... There will be a time when I have so much to say about this. Right now, I can just say that if you leave all that aside, you can leave all the... What 
What? It's Okita from the game about the Shinsengumi that never came here. Wow. Wow, that's a great character. I'm glad I get to see him when I've never seen him before. <laughs> or, uh, look, it's it's people from Spectral Souls. Wow. I, I can't get over it. Spectral Souls characters, guys. <laughs> look at them. Wow. It's an idea factory game. <laughs> don't hey, you no love one... don't you love playing tactical games where when you use a move, it might just randomly change the move you're using because it can. <laughs> Isn't that great? Hey, you know, no one ever said they were good idea factory. <laughs> <laughs> and they've earned it many, many times over. How do you make a gridless movement system that is somehow more confusing than any grid I've ever played. That's that's a real comment. Anyway, uh, I also finished Dragon Fantasy Book 1. Um, you know, it's cute. I like the dialogue, but I really don't see how it got such high reviews. Uh, it, it pretty much is just Dragon Quest mechanics with, you know, occasionally missing and... Ooh, just because you're fighting a wolf called Blitzer and it asks you the hard questions when it attacks you. That's funny a couple of times until you've killed it a couple dozen times, and then it stops being funny. Anyway, uh, I'm watching a lot of riff tracks lately. Oh, and Phil, I watched the new Fantastic Four. No, oh, oh, why? Why? Because <laughs> why? Why? I had to see it. No, you you know what? Every you know everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, you did <laughs> <laughs> call, call it morbid curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> this like the same impulse of maybe by mission evolved because if so you gotta ignore it. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: it going to the theater instead of playing Idea Factory was. <laughs> I can see how well, that might sound like a good idea at the time. <laughs> well, you know what everybody loves about comic book movies is the origin stories, right? Right? Everyone loves that the best. So obviously, the step was to make it an origin story that takes up most of the movie. Isn't that a good idea? Yes. No. <laughs> Any, I, I shouldn't. I could say a whole lot about this. I could say that Doctor Doom, looking like any generic hacker with some stubble on his face, might not have been the best idea they could have come up with. But you know, not many people have seen this, and it's um, better than playing. <laughs> See, I set the bar real high there. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, and, and isn't it also fun to see Reed Richards at 17? <laughs> or maybe 18, because he's in 12th grade. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think Reed Richards, you think senior in high school, right? <laughs> anyway, all right, that's mine. I'm done. Okay, new guy. Yeah, uh, my whole pretty much last month has been catching up on Metal Gear Solid, uh, a replay, actually. Um, and right now I'm just that's pretty much all I'm playing right now. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five, that is. Uh, it has the same. Uh, I shouldn't say it has the same problems as the rest of the series because it doesn't. It actually got rid of all of them and replaced them with problems that like pretty much every open world game has, which is there's just too much stuff to do and not a lot of it matters. So I've been trying to focus on the story missions to just kind of keep it moving along. That being said, it's like it, it's amazing. Like it's really, really good. So uh, I don't know. Right, right now, it's pro. I haven't finished it yet, so it's probably my front runner for game of the year right now. But 
I guess we'll see. I haven't played The Witcher 3 yet. Gotta build that new PC. But I So I don't have a very complete view of it. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing is uh, strapping uh, those... The, what are they? Parachutes? Yeah, parachuting uh, sheeps and dog and soldiers and mortars and putting them in my, uh, my big fort out, out at sea. And that's what I've been doing. <laughs> and, uh, have you done anything uh, lately for the site? Uh... Uh, I usually get at least a news post up every day. Uh, I have a preview for Dragon Quest Heroes that I've been work that I've been sitting on for mo- we'll say months now. That I should probably get going uh, up. Uh, try and get it up this month before it comes out next month. <laughs> so, um, but that is that is the long term thing. Otherwise, no, I don't have any. Uh, I'm not reviewing anything for the site right now or anything like that. Uh, and my last the, the last month I haven't really even like touched an RPG. I've been playing Soul Sacrifice Delta at work on lunch. Uh <laughs> other than that, I've uh not been doing much in the RPG front for the past month. And some Dark Souls to catch up on this, but not much. <laughs> some Dark Souls. Dark Souls. <laughs> really? I, I can, I, like, like if I could always if, if someone's like, "Yeah, you should play Dark Souls." And I'm like, "You know, that's a good idea." <laughs> I haven't done that. I haven't done that in Whenever, like so, you know that reminds me. I need to get back to my uh, new game plus 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 playthrough. Plus 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 plus. plus, plus. You can just keep adding the pluses on. Yeah, little calculator. And and what is your total Dark Souls play time now? (laughs) Um, you know it's probably actually less than Destiny. Uh, Really? No. But it's a lot. Yeah, it's true. Ah. Okay, some quick little uh, news, real quick. Uh, retro gaming RPG news: the uh, the early Fallout games have come back to GOG.com. We reported a while back; it feels like it's been a little over a year that uh, I guess due to copyright issues or not working out the rights to distribute or whatever, uh, that uh, fall the older Fallout games were no longer being electronically sold. But if you had them, they would still be in your library, of course. Um, but now they're back. So, of course, if 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 you listen to RPG Backtrack, you would have gotten them for free because for a while, Gio... that was that was the best. That <laughs> that was... <laughs> We're gonna lose them here. Just lose... take them, take them, take them, take them all. <laughs> uh, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the it was. the uh, the elder I, I mentioned last last show that the uh, the gold box D and D games. Uh, have come to GOG, and now the old Elder Scroll games have come to GOG, including uh, Red Guard, the Elder Scroll Adventures, the Red Guard, um, Battle Spire, uh, and uh, Morrowind Game of the Year Edition, which I actually have on Steam. Uh, that one, they've even got, uh, of course, the old, 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 old ones you can get for free off of. I think it's uh, Bethesda, one of those websites. Any, yeah, I think you buy. Yeah. Well, yeah, you any, buy any Bethesda game. But now you can, you can buy it on GOG and it'll add it to your library, so you can have all those old games in in one place. Personally, uh, I played um, which one was it? The original, whatever the freaking Elder Scrolls game was. What was the first Arena. one that came out? Arena. Arena. Oh, okay, no, it wasn't that. Daggerfall. Daggerfall. The, That's second, the second one. one. Second one. That's the... I, is Daggerfall not up? Did they have Daggerfall? No, they didn't. They what? Now. They 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 got like they got like the games before like, the game more, after. Yeah. No, they they got like more. No, no, they have it now. Like the, now they have Morrowind and like all of them before Morrowind and Morrowind. But they don't have Daggerfall. They do. They do have Daggerfall. Yeah. I can't find Daggerfall. Is it is it two words or one word? Two, one word. One word. Right? No, I don't think they. I think I would have remembered that. No, they don't have it. How rude! Get so on that jog. Get... Or is that one of the ones you get for free? I think you... that's one of the ones you get for free when you uh, buy any of them. Uh. Anywho. 
Um, pers- I played uh, I played that, and that was fun, but it was buggy as hell. Uh, so I have no <laughs> desire to go back. Uh, so, a Bethesda game buggy? Yeah. Say, yeah. It, say it ain't you so. Imagine an early generation one. That was real fun. Uh, anywho. So, but if you want to go back and play and Morrowind, though, very, very much a loved, uh, yeah. loved title. So if you were just dying to have the DRM-free version and didn't get it for like two and a half dollars on some sort of Steam, <laughs> Steam sale, um, or you just whatever there it is all right and what else oh yes uh i mentioned last time i uh, was working on diablo and uh, if you go over to my personal website uh, jcservant.wordpress.com i've got diablo 3 version 2.3 updated review you really don't see that a whole lot um from from journalist websites where they go back and kind of re-review uh an mmo or a game that's received massive updates unless they're just reviewing an mmo expansion um, 2.3 is a significant content update for uh, Diablo 3 so uh, I review that from the eyes of somebody who's played played it when it first came out uh, with the auction house and everything it had and then uh, with the uh, first expansion I put some time into it and now I've gone back and put some more time into it and uh, it's pretty positive what I've been doing on that and also Heroes of the Storm and of course Dragon oh, Quest I was going to ask you about that. Dragon Quest Six is finally done. I mean, and I was you looking. You finished it. I finished it. It is done. Oh, I'm going to insert the soundtrack right there. Hallelujah! Yes, Dragon Quest Six. I actually remember starting playing that when we visited Shirley's family. I took it to my DS on the flight, uh, and that was that was last November. That was last November. So it has been almost a year that I've been plugging away at this mind-numbingly. I just, I'm sorry, guys, boys and girls, those of you who love it, just nothing personal, but the story lost me a long time ago, and uh, I went back and read my notes before I jumped back, because I had taken time off, because it was just boring me to death, and uh, took some time off, came back to it, but that's one of the nice things about keeping a gaming journal, is that I can go back and read it, and pick off right where I left at, and, and know where I was at, and I just didn't care, so I just... Uh, the ending? This is like gotta be one of the few first few RPGs where I just just shut it down. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I, I beat the boss. I started doing the ending, and then it wanted me to talk to people in the castle as like part of the ending, <laughs> and and I couldn't figure out and what in typical Dragon Quest six fashion, I couldn't figure out where the hell to go next. And I'm like, I am not looking up an FAQ just to get through the ending <laughs> after I've beaten the day, final boss. I'm not doing this Dragon Quest six. Here is my middle finger. Keep your damn ending because I don't care anyways. Why can't they just roll like I mean Final Fantasy games, all other Dragon Quest games, they just they show you some animation, there's some chatter back and forth people lavishing you with their thanks and praise and maybe you become a king in the end and whatever. No, no, they can't do that. I gotta go through this three-level castle and figure out which NPC I haven't talked to in order to trigger the damn event. No! Not doing it. Realms of Revelation, my ass. Alright, so. No, it, it definitely sounds like it was a revelation in many respects. Oh my gosh, just, ah. Ah, but I, but but I can say it, it's it's finally done. I actually did enjoy the actual final fight in and of itself. The the animation on the on the final boss for the DS was just again was just awesome as it has been on each of the other uh, two DS ports that I played. I just I love the final boss fights. I love how they look. I love how they animate. And then of course you're going to cut loose with your biggest spells. I love the big the big spell animation that you really don't use them a lot. Those are the those are the spells that take up, you know, all kinds of magic points. Uh, one of them takes up all your magic points that I use. So you're only using that on a big boss for the most part. And uh yeah, just uh, that was uh, that was totally cool. So I enjoyed that fight. But uh no, done with it. 
absolutely stick a fork in me. So now, of course, you're going to play Dragon Quest Seven, right? Mm, no, no. <laughs> I, well, well, we'll table that to see if a 3DS port comes out. See with a improved everything. Oh, I have some tragic news to break. He's probably not. Why? Because well, Square nobody... hates us all. Stupid no, Square. we kind of hate them because no one bought them. No one bought any of the remakes. Well, I can Sorry, tell you all. why. Have you played Six? It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> they need to bring the good ones over. You know, yeah. They did. Uh, no one bought four and five. That's what games no one, I bought no four. No one bought four and no one bought okay. five. Yeah, they five. sold like poop. Anyhow. Seriously, people, buy good games more. Yeah. Please. We're, 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 we're yeah, too busy buying... People didn't, people didn't buy enough Front Mission 4, so we didn't get Front Mission 5. And Square Enix thought, obviously, we needed more action. So look where that got us. That's right. Please don't remind me. Please. Uh, uh, we're talking about the fo- the failings of Square Enix. How could I not remind you of that? One? Okay. Yeah, uh, apps, uh, apps, are you taking notes? Why did we? N- I want a full dissertation. Why did we not get the good Dragon Quest game? Poor uh, whatever. You mean, you mean seven? That's for your Q and A quest. There you go, Chief. Oh, we, we right. uh, don't a- tell us now. Don't ruin no, it. We, I'm don't saying we already we already did that on Q and A quest. We had a do it again. Discussion about it. <laughs> do it again. And actually, we've had multiple discussions on it. More. But, maybe you need to have but, me along so that I can chime in about how wonderful an experience it was to play that last year. Uh, anywho, uh, so 3DS version is a lot better. Uh, thank stop, you. Better. Stop, thank you. Stop it. I'm, stop I'm it. going to go buy a, a a Japanese 3DS right now. Except probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I got through the opening section in Japanese in like an hour. You know, the opening section that usually I do know seven. the opening section. Yeah. With the stupid-ass <laughs> puzzle. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So they I was went, using a fact. They, yeah, they were, they went from the stupid-ass ending in Dragon Quest Six, where you have to figure out which NPCs to talk to and everything else just to see the bloody ending to the, the two-and-a-half-hour opening of Dragon Quest Seven. Good luck yeah, with those I puzzles. Used, I barely used a guide for the opening playing the Japanese version and got through it super quick. Was That's it, how much it's improved. Did, like, did they take out the two hours of walking in puzzles in the temple? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God bless their hearts. They heard us. It's, the the, the Dragon Quest gods have heard our cries. Uh, I don't. I honestly, Mike. There's just. There's just no way. I. I there's just no way I can suffer through seven. And, and what makes this. What makes seven even harder for me is, of course, it's tied to my console. And my console time is pretty precious. I reserve that for things like Disgaea. You know, just and apparently Dark Souls or something one day. But yeah. Anywho, uh, speaking of, so that, so those were the two. We mentioned the the ARPG August games for SRPG September. Uh, LOL Whoops and I are playing a couple of different games. I'm playing Disgaea D2 and Codename Steam. Those are some strategy RPGs. Nice. Yeah. For ORPG October, I've already got a uh, a PC game pretty much chosen. Uh, a really old game from GOG that I've never even played before. Part of the part of this experiment for me is is going into my backlog and diving into these old games and having some new experiences, as well as using it sometimes as an excuse to go back and play some old favorites. But um, this one's going to be one of those new experiences deals. I'm not going to say more. We'll wait till we get there. Um, but what I want what I want to bring to everyone's attention is so it, it, November in RPG November is for new RPGs, right? This is not my forte. So I'm looking for suggestions. Uh, and I say suggestions. I'm not going to put this to a strict vote or anything. 
because if it's a game that I don't necessarily own, which is hard to believe because I got so many, uh, I, I, I probably don't want to drop 60 bucks on a game that I know that if I just wait a couple years, it'll be 10 bucks. Um, but if it's in my backlog and I've got it and everyone's clamoring for it, what's your favorite new RPG? Uh, whatever new means to you. It might be this console generation, might be this year, might be this month. But uh, tweet me at JC Servant with your thoughts and ideas of what you would like to see me play. As you can tell, I'm planning things out. I've already got uh, DRPG December picked out. I'm actually going to get a little bit of a hand, head start on that on my handheld. So that that way I can kind of keep flowing with the reviews and the experiences and such. If I wait till actual December to get started on a dungeon RPG, my chances of getting through the second chapter are next to none. So, all right. Well, that's all I got. We talked about the next show. We talked about the next show. We did that. Did we say thank you to everybody? Thank you, everybody. New guy, Nathan. Always happy to Two be mics. <laughs> and and a big, huge thanks to Black O'Lantern Pumpkin Stout. <laughs> get, get you through everything. Uh, yeah. And just a reminder to you guys, we thank you for listening to RPG Backtrack. Uh, we'd love to hear more from you. You can uh, you can write your, your thoughts on our forums at forums.rpgamer.com. You can uh, leave your opinions there, as long as they're five-star, of course, over at iTunes. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. RPG Backtrack is a production of RPG Gamer, your source for news, impressions, reviews, articles, and home to the best gaming community on net. Write your comments on our boards like I just mentioned. You can also email me, jcservant, at cyberlightcomics.com or mikeminky at alperazzi at hotmail.com and help shape our future shows. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, forward slash rpgamer, and facebook.com forward slash rpgamer. Become our fans there. Keep up with all the stuff that's going on our website. I have to say, big Twitter fan myself, it's a great way to keep up with our articles as they hit. Of course, you can always listen to our previous podcast as well as our sister shows, the RPG Quest, the Q&A Quest, the, uh, what was the other one? Sanctum something? Active Topical Banter. Active Topical Banter. Don't oh. bring up the Sanctum. Sorry, yeah, I, sanctum that, was, that was the demonic stout talking, okay? I'm not responsible for my actions. <laughs> okay. You and, fit, you and Pumpkins clearly don't get along, Phil. It has a very evil sneer. I tell you what, if I can find a way to, uh, you know, if somebody asked me to, I'm sure I could take a picture and upload it to the forums. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty sinister. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, bike, we want to put us to bed. I, I would, but it seems that I fell off a ledge and then something bit me and tore up my throat, and now I'm dead, and I have to go be revived. So while that happens, good night. <laughs>